Hey, what's the crack? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, hope you're all well. Thanks for tuning in. Today's guest is Jody Kennedy. Uh, Jody has a really interesting story, as we discover in this podcast. Um, he's kind of he was in the army for twelve years, and then kind of got out of that, turned it all around after going to Peru for thirty days. And we all know what happens in Peru. Um, and uh, yeah, he's kind of turning his whole life around and taking a different path altogether. He's doing a lot of men's work. Um, you know, encouraging men to be men and doing men stuff like you know jumping in cold water and wrestling and lifting stuff and you know Wim Hof breathing and all that kind of stuff. Um, and just in general, he's just a very positive person. And he's and he's got a very positive message that he's sending out in the world. And um, he did this podcast on one day's notice as well. So big shout out to Jody for for doing that. Uh, so let's just jump into it. I think you're all going to really enjoy this one. And uh, without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with. Jody Kennedy. Jody Kennedy. Hello there. What's the crack? <clears throat> Not much. I've been overly paranoid about the coffee cup putting it down. As well. Putting it down the yeah, table. Yeah. Uh, number one, it's weird seeing you without a beard. I know. Tell me about it. Every morning I look in the mirror and I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's getting better though. It's coming back. It's coming back. Slowly. Actually, it's a weird one. I didn't realise how much I was emotionally connected to the beard. I'm not joking because like uh, obviously in the army you're not allowed like have any kind of facial hair whatsoever so right. when I left the army I was like I'm never fucking shaving again do you know what I mean and, and it was just a, and I didn't yeah, yeah I literally I hadn't put a, a wet razor to my face in probably six years did you wet razor at that time it just recently yeah I went like full never go full razor oh man <laughs> the minute do you know what the minute I put the razor on my face I was like what's poor John to do never doing this again Ah, uh, it's a long story. <laughs> well, well, we have some time, so you yeah, might as well tell me. I, yeah. I had to do it. I was going for an interview or something, and I, I wanted mm. to be, but it's all. Yeah. By the time I got, I did. By the time I did the face shave, and I got to the interview, and and I went through the process, I was like, "This is not anything that I want to be doing." Yeah, because so. if you're if you're going for something where you have to shave your face for it, yeah. yeah, unless it's um, like an acting thing or something like that, yeah. Like it closed the door basically for me. It was it was uh, the fire brigade. So years oh, ago, right. I applied to the fire brigade and I applied to the army at the same time. Mm. And I kind of wanted the fu- well, not that I wanted the fire brigade a little bit more, but I I thought like there's more good going on there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And the yeah. army came up first, and I just went with that. Mm. You know what I mean? So they only recruit every seven years. So they were, the fire brigade they, too. Yeah, so they're recruiting years. this year, and I just said fuck it, I'll throw it in. Um, but like actually going through the process and like you have to go and meet people and get tours of the fucking mm. stations and all of that and by the time I was finished going through that I got through the whole process like went to interview and by the time I got into the interview I was like nah so you, you just did weren't into it you just didn't want to do it oh, yeah just the whole thing like it's hard to explain but like there's this culture in, in jobs like that now it's not bad in the fire brigade because they're active like they're doing the thing that they're fucking talking about yeah. doing but like in the military you get this like real like I don't want to say toxic because I hate that word but mm. it's just a shit environment you know people are desensitized they have they've literally no care for fucking anybody else in the job and it like it's built into you in that way like if you're in a right. job where you might possibly see people that you know are gonna get fucking injured or killed or you're gonna see stuff that's gnarly there's a desensitization there they want to numb you down you know mm. but the culture in there then is just 
it's a shit environment, you know. How long were you in it for? Uh, 12 years. Whoa. Yeah. So you this thing, for instance, say, like, like I've seen people, like, their partners come down with, like, terminal cancer or, um, you know, like, serious fucking shit, like, that mm. fucks people up, like, you know what I mean? And it's hard to deal with and it just gets laughed about and it's a joke and, you know, people behind their back are just, like, and to their face, but, like, it's just... There's no, you know what I mean? There's, mm. there's, there's no care, like, there. No it's empathy. Like, yeah, no. yeah. So the whole thing is just... And they just become desensitised, you think, because of what they're going, what, what well, the job, come, like, yeah. Yeah, well, you come into an environment, like, you go through recruit training, like, and that's obviously very, you know, it's all about, like, de-individualising you and, like, making you part of the collective. Right. Um, and, like, they use an initiatory process there, like, they rob the kind of an ancient rite of passage type thing, you know, so you go there, you test it, it feels like, to a young man, it feels like a real rite of passage because you're getting tested, like, all the time um, and you feel like you're growing, but the end result is not. Like, from a rite of passage, you should be taken, you should come out of a rite of passage, like, with a rebirth, you know, mm. but in the military, what you come out with is, like, a reprogramming mm. in their method. So it's indoctrination rather than, a real initiation, okay. if that makes sense. All right. And then you're dropped into the, when you go into the lines and you go into the units, you're just dropped into this culture straight away. Do you know what I mean? So like as mm. a young flip, you just adapt to the culture around you yeah. immediately, you know, and that's how you fit in. That's like how you progress. And yeah, it's just a mad environment. Like, yeah. Well, I yeah. did it with, in it with MMA. Like I just adap- adapted to the MMA gym culture yeah. and was like, I'm going to do that because they're doing that. Yeah. And I'm going to walk around with my chest out because they're exactly. walking around. With, like as you do, you just kind of, <laughs> that's what we well, do. when you're young and impressionable, yeah. you just yeah. adapt to your surroundings. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what you think. It only, it takes a while to un- unprogram it mm. yourself. So we saw a lot of that like same kind of thing in the, in the, fire brigade you know like I went up to one of the stations and uh, I was getting a, a tour of the station like because you're kind of supposed to know about the different stations and this kind of thing even though they don't tell you that when you're going for it but mm. this is something that you have to do and the guy there he was like a, he was a, an old timer like probably 35 years in the job or something you know and he just reminded me of an old school old Swiss sergeant in the army or something and just the way the desensitisation like he was talking about a young guy that came in, right? So there was a couple of them around. He said, oh, we had this young fella came in and, uh, you know, I don't know whether the kids nowadays, the young lads are just like brought up soft or what's going on with them, but they just don't have the, they don't have the knuckles anymore. You know, they don't have mm-hmm. it. And so this lad, uh, his first week on the job, he just got unlucky. It was like death, 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 four deaths in a row on his first. Like when he was trying to save people essentially or? Yeah, like turn up at scenes. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, someone dead the scene. House fire, people dead. Like, it's just, mm. like, a lot of the time you wouldn't see that you. stuff. Yeah. Mm. And, like, in your first week in the job. So he was broken up about it. And your mum was like, oh, he couldn't handle it, you know. So they sent him off for a bit of cushy time down to the garages or whatever. Mm. And uh, he came back, like, a month and a half later. And his first job, his uncle, brown bread. And the whole lot of them just, like, started falling around the place laughing about it. Like, do you know what I mean? He's like, laughing. you couldn't fucking write this shit. It's unbelievable. And that's the kind of, like... His own, he, his first job was... His first job back after being away because he was traumatised was gone over to his, the four was deaths gone to his uncle's house. was his own uncle dead. Um, dropped dead with a heart attack. And oh, right. They I thought just, he, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, it wasn't, like, gruesome or whatever, <clears> but it was just, like, they just thought it was, like, the funniest thing in the world. Do you know what I mean? And that was, I was like, okay, that's, 
that reminds me so much of that. So like you just felt snotty. Just, just too close to the bone, like you know. Because that so. doesn't really that doesn't really tie in with everything else you seem to be about. Like I can't even yeah. imagine you in that kind of. I know. Yeah, it's funny how you like evolve, uh, and it, that like I suppose was a window into an old version of myself. I was just going to ask you, were yeah. you ever that kind of in that kind of way? Oh yeah, like when I went into the army, I was fucking ideolo- ideological. Like, do you know what I mean? I was mm. a young guy. I was only eighteen now, like mm. going in, you know. So yeah, I wanted to like. Yeah, I wanted to, like, I wanted to go to fucking war and I wanted to do shit like that, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I was full of that, like, zest of young, immature, wanting adventure and just wanting to, to like, I didn't want to sit in the fucking office, I knew that. Mm. I didn't want to go do, like, work in a fucking building, so mm. I didn't want to do any kind of mundane jobs like that, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even apply for college. Uh, I knew that I wanted to go somewhere, like adventurous like mm. the brigade or the army or whatever you know mm-hmm. and yeah I was like mad into it for the first first two or three years I was like mad into it and then this thing happens where you come out of like recruit training eight months to a year uh, and that's like all go that's all the testing phases you know and you're going through your training phases and it's it's pretty hardcore but I was like really into that I love that shit it's just like on the go non-stop You're just testing yourself the whole time yeah mm. and it, like it's a real test you know what I mean it is a test and you see people break down and you see people drop off and like that was all great it was it was a lot of fun I love that like most people hate that that mm. side of it and then once you you go from that like where it's like every minute of your day is filled out you know what I mean you've got like lessons in the morning PT in, in the mid morning then you've got more lessons in the afternoon then you've got like a creaser in the afternoon where you just get slaughtered physically for a couple of hours and then you're back in for lectures in the evening and then you're getting tested and then at night they might kick your door in in the middle of the night and flip your room over and get you out marching and it's just wow. like your time is not your own your body is not your own you are like completely owned and just for you have months, to submit yeah completely mm-hmm. submit to the flow of what's going on you know mm. which is cool um, but once you get out of that then you get to the units and it's just like a screeching halt and you're just like cleaning toilets what? and then they're just like you're going out and doing foot drill on the square because they have nothing for you to do you're getting inspected twice a day and it's all just it just is like complete anticlimax as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah big time so then you're trying to fill that time in and do other things and like your units don't want to let you go mm. because they need you to do duties so you, you need to be on guard duties doing cash escorts your unit has a certain amount of those to fulfill every month and you're trying to get off and do cool courses like oh I want to do that fucking parachuting course or I want to do this or that and then your units are like burying your applications and just all you know what I mean like it's all this like so they don't want to let you go because if you go on a course then they have a man down for duties and just becomes about this like yeah hitting hitting a quota kind of thing yeah yeah big time they have to fulfill the duties like I get it but um it just is very mundane, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, what the fuck is this shit? And then went on, did some courses, and after the first term, like after the first four or five years, I was kind of ready to leave, you know what I mean? But, um, but you stayed for seven more. I got an apprenticeship. I got I got like a college course, basically, and I went on the courses four years, but you owed them four years back then. And once you're locked in, it's like Because they let you do the course kind of thing? They pay you while you're doing this course. like So, so and that's why you owed them four years then? Yeah, you owe them the four years back or you have to pay them 50 grand, basically. <laughs> so wow. I hamstrung myself and I, and I ended up being stuck, basically, in there for another... What was the course? Was uh, it worth it? It was heavy, heavy vehicle mechanics, like, and kind of, you know, 
like all well like any everything basically from motorbikes motorbikes cars trucks armored vehicles all the way up the line you mm. know what i mean so but I quickly realised that I didn't want to be a fucking grease monkey. <laughs> no offence to any grease monkey. Yeah, no, look, people love mechanics and I get mm. it. Like, mechanics is a, actually a great job, but the job has been, um, it's been phased out, you know what I mean? Like, mechanics now is not what it used to be. Like, when you're working on old vehicles, it's like the carburetors, you can tune the carbs, you know what I mean? You can mm. you can adjust all of the uh, pistons, you can adjust, you can put in spacers for the pistons, you can adjust the valves. It's all hands-on work and it's like nearly engineering work. Mm. But with all the new vehicles, it's just like, take that unit out, it's like completely sealed, you can't even replace, you can't well, fix it. So they're you just have to order, yeah, it's all like, way. take that out, order a new one, you know? And it's a fitter's <clears throat> job rather than like actual That's mechanics, the way, yeah, you know? so, And there's so, nothing you can do about it because it's just a com- car company. the way it is. Yeah. So, yeah, and they get big contracts with like Scania or something, you know what I mean? Mm. That's like, you can only use Scania parts in your fucking, so yeah. But yeah, it's good to know like mechanics, yeah. but it's, it's weird, yeah. People don't, like a lot of people that know me don't even know I'm a qualified mechanic. It's That's mental. Yeah, and yeah. would the qualification still stand now? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, never, it, even it if stands it on even City if it Street. Like, you have the knowledge anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. the qualification is there, yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe you can use that for continuing education points or something like that down the road. Sure, something. Know, It'll come up one day. Whatever it is, level seven, you know. Mm. But who cares anyway? It's all experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's enough lessons in there yeah. in that in that four years. Yeah, exactly. And even just a lesson of going, right, I don't want to do that. Yeah, totally. You know? There's a lot of fucking value in that. You yeah. know what you don't want to do, man. I tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably more. There's probably more value in it. Yeah. I'm still in the phase where I'm, I'm still, I'm like, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I know exactly what I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, um, that's all you need. Because, mm. you know, like... The rest is just figuring yeah, it out. if you have a strong idea of what you don't want to do, then mm. it's yeah. easy to move towards things that are the opposite of that yeah. or things that make you fucking happy or give you joy, that's you know it. what I mean? So Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, yeah. Mm. Don't want to do things that make me stressed or... Totally. Make me... I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting angry thinking about it now. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 it's no, a juggling no. act, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Trying to figure it out and trying to make it work. But, man, mm. the world is set up now. Like, we can we can do it. Like That's it. The, it like, things are getting... Sure, we're the, doing it. Yeah, exactly. In a way, you know, <laughs> exactly, basically, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, the avenues, the, the traditional avenues of success, like, inverted commas, success, are mm. changing now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and people are becoming more aware mm. of time as a valued thing and mm-hmm. how fucking valuable time is and yeah. how it's probably the most valuable thing that we have, you know, mm. um, and how our time is being squeezed um, and people are becoming more aware of their health and how, mm. like, working like a lunatic can really negatively affect your health, you know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a whole waking up process going on in loads of different aspects, you know? Mm. Definitely. Totally. The other thing I was going to say, it's weird to see you to see you and uh, not upside down. <laughs> I do like every, to be upside down. Yeah, every time I see you, you're upside down. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird seeing the other way around. <laughs> well, I'll stand to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I should have got you to do the podcast in a handstand. <laughs> see if you can hold it for. I'm good. I'm not that good. Oh, yeah. I know you look pretty good. Ah, yeah, yeah. But you know how Instagram is, like our social media. Mm. But now I'm still like with the people that I'm training with, like people up at the movement studio, and like. They're serious handstanders, like, do you know what I mean? So, it's I, such I, a I, mad I haven't got into it. I just yeah. haven't. I'm just like, oh, cool. 
To be honest that, with you, that's like, cool. Like, yeah. I'm just like, right, I'm going to continue on with my shit, you know? 100%. Like, yeah. I, I, only reason I started doing handstands is because mm. I banjo both my knees down jujitsu. So I did right. my ACL on my right knee, I did my MCL on my left knee. It's a common story. So I couldn't straighten my right knee, couldn't bend my left knee. And I was just in this, like, mm. state of depression. Like, I couldn't do anything. Couldn't go running, couldn't squat, couldn't move. And, like, if I can't train or move or mm. blow off a bit of steam like I'm a nightmare yeah. like ask my missus what I'm like when I can't train she literally kicked me out the door yeah. like, oh fuck out yeah, no, I'm the same because I just turned turn into like a six year old kid too you know? much pent up yeah, aggression yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and energy yeah. And, yeah. so uh, that was the only reason I started handstanding and uh, it's that like who said it to me I think it was Emily Emily that runs Creation Aerial she was like oh yeah yeah look to be to be a great handstander you have to be like a boring motherfucker like you. <laughs> or it's like a monotonous yeah people it? who because it's like the 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 steps of progression are so tiny and so slow that it's just like a heartbreaker like you never feel like you're getting good at it mm. you know what I mean like I still feel like I'm so shit at it I suppose because there's levels to it from because from yeah. an outside perspective yeah. I'm like oh you can you can handstand yeah. for like t- more than 10 seconds yeah. he's class at that, <laughs> exactly you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> and like I used to do crossfit you know what I mean I ran a crossfit gym for a couple of years and um, I thought I could do handstands mm. I was like oh yeah I can handstand and then I went up to the studio and did my first uh, course with Vincent Vincent Viz who was a serious don't know handstander yeah Vincent Six. Viz yeah, yeah. Vince Vigoro is his second name, actually. Okay. Um, but he's a French guy, trains out at a movement studio. He's doing all, like, floor work movement. He used to do contemporary dance. Mm. And he's brought all of that capoeira and c- contemporary dance stuff together, you know. Yeah. And um, he's got a lovely style in it. But uh, the first class I went to with him, and I was just like, oh, I have no fucking idea how to do this, you know. Like, your your concept of, like, you see crossfitters handstanding, mm-hmm. handstand walking, like, Dude, you know, it's just up, like yeah. a big banana and just fall. It's yeah. just a, a fast fall. <clears throat> you just have your hands yeah. just have to kind of ca- stop you falling, basically. Yeah. And then standing still, like, trying to hold a, hold a handstand and stay still, it's just, like, a different world, you know. So it's like learning to walk again, you know. It really is, like... But um, it, I'm into it now, so I'll, yeah, uh, you know, it, must, it seems to be one of those things because yeah. there's like I know yourself, uh, Kevin Boyle, uh, Brian mm. Malone, like yeah, the three yeah. is just this just seems to be a constant effort. That's like seems to be all you guys are doing. Yeah, it, it's like an exploration because you like mm. flip the whole effect of gravity on your body, and like if you're introspective in any way, it's like a real insight into how your body's moving. Like, look, I have this thing where, like, my lower back is lordotic a little bit you know what I mean so like probably from dead like it's a little bit arched like so you know yeah. classic weightlifter stands like stick your bum out big chest yep. um, and you get like stuck in these positions or you get stuck in these patterns and then when you flip it upside down and you're trying to get a straight line you can just like everything is straight except for I can see just me arse sticking out you know <laughs> it's like what's going on there like it makes you think about it in a different way mm. and correcting it on the fly while your hand's standing is just like very yeah, like I make this joke, Sev, uh, another great handstander out of uh, the movement studio. She has a habit of just like coming up to me and just being like, oh, I'll just fix, tuck this in, move this, pop. And then my whole handstand just Gone. fucking yeah. falls apart for a month, you know what I mean? Because I'm trying to like do what she's bring those corrections you. in. Mm. It changes your whole center of balance. And, but it's a fascinating process. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's cool. And now trying to do shapes. So you start off with trying to get a line. And it's all about getting like a straight line, a straight line, a straight line. And then once you kind of get anywhere near a straight line, then you're like, oh, shapes. Then you have to start doing straddles and tucks and it changes. Like everything gets 
Yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you bending your legs a bit recently. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry, not to, I, I literally know yeah, nothing yeah, about this. Like, like it literally is just like bringing your knees to your chest while you're in a handstand, but it's it's just mm. a mad game how your hips affect your shoulders, and you see this whole kinetic chain of things, and mm. like because you're set up differently and your weight is on your hands, you're much more aware of it, you mm. know, than if you're in like a standing posture Stand or position, sitting yeah. posture, you know. Like it's like you look at someone trying to overhead squat, mm. you know, the bar over their yeah, head, yeah. And like you instantly see because the the center of gravity of our body has changed and it's up in the bar, you yeah. see their whole body like falling apart as yeah. they're trying to do it. You know, isn't that like notoriously what like Olympic lifters would get you to do or something to see where you're at or something? Yeah, they check your your mobility yeah. like because it's a good idea where your shoulders or more, are. Sorry, more mobility. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like, like you can yeah. see someone's hips straight away, ankles, mm-hmm. hips, yeah, back and yeah, shoulders. Yeah, because their heels you know? will be lifting up. Yeah. Their, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They won't be able to get down yeah. past. And if you can't stay upright while you're overhead squatting like <clears> you're leaning forward then you have to like overcompensate and bring your arms back behind you and it's just yeah that's what I have to do yeah yeah that's yeah. what most people have to do to yeah. be fair e- even in like you do yoga obviously don't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, even in, in chair po- I found chair pose real difficult yeah, like to get my fucker. body straight <laughs> every time I hear ukatasana I'm like <laughs> no <laughs> no do you know what my you're yeah. gonna laugh at this my yeah. most hated posture in yoga <clears throat> is uh, child's pose it like it's okay now but for a long time it, mm. it was the most uncomfortable pose for me to get into. Because they say that sometimes. They're like, <coughs> um, I've heard them kind of hinting towards like, oh, whichever version of child's pose is comfortable. Mm. If it isn't comfortable. And I'm always going, how could this not be comfortable? Yeah, so I don't know. So for you, it actually is. It's different, I suppose. I just, in, in child's pose, uh, I couldn't breathe properly. Like, oh. it's much better now. <clears throat> but yeah, I couldn't breathe properly and just like, ex- not an excruciating pain, but just very uncomfortable Um I mean, hips and lower back, which is weird. So, like, I have quite flexible, mm. I have quite flexible hips, and like, I have flexible enough back. Like, I can do back bends and I can do forward folds, and yeah. like, but when you put it into when you isolate it like that, that's, whatever that's it is, yeah, one. yeah, it's really weird. So, just to, actually, I'll just explain. So, child's pose is basically when you're on the on your knees, sitting back in your heels, kind of thing, yeah. and with your hands out in front of you, yeah, and your chest head on the head floor, on the yeah, floor yeah. like face to the floor. You're trying to get your chest. If you can get your chest around, mm. fair play to you. But <laughs> um, so you're kind of just yeah, it's like you're kneeling it's a down. Rest pose, and then, yeah, the rest like, pose, supposedly. And but for me, I'm like creased. You know, what about if you put your arms back behind you? Yeah, that, well, that would put me deeper into it, like, but it would be a mm. better stretch for me. But that was how I kind of got used to. It. I spent a lot of time like in child's pose with my hands mm, around behind, mm. gripping my heels and kind of pulling myself down yeah. into it. Um, and it did open up over time. Mm. I, I love that stuff. I love how you just like keep doing something. And then, yeah, progression. And it just opens it's up. It's the most yeah, addictive yeah, thing yeah, in the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wish everyone found it addictive. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's well, it's not, addicted sorry, it's to not progression. not the most addictive, yeah, addictive yeah. thing in the world, but <laughs> it's, it's one of them, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, everyone wants the, the progression, but doing the work is the other part of it you know mm. what I mean that's like and we're all guilty of just being like oh, yeah. nah no, I'm not doing that 100% yeah, yeah. yeah I've been guilty of like I'm I have a natural-ish like I'm, I'm kind of naturally good decent not great like at anything but I'm kind of naturally good at like most things like I'll pick things up athletically quick. like yeah or, like yeah. as in yeah yeah I'll pick like I'm good at I'm good at learning movements um, mm. like I've got decent mobility and strength and all that so mm. I can pick things up pretty quick mm-hmm. but then I'm definitely guilty of not like putting in the work yeah like I remember martial arts instructor saying to me years ago like you're very talented but you're a little bit lazy mm. you know and at that, the time, that's a killer of a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because you know? it's like a course, you know, because mm. you're used to just picking things up quick and then you're not used. Whereas someone who has to grind to do mm. something, 
They probably yeah. stick with it longer once they get good at it because it was a fight to get there, you know. Whereas I can be. I think I'm the same. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. I think I was always a bit la- a bit lazy as yeah. a fighter, and <laughs> um, it's only now really that I'm really putting loads of effort into getting good at jujitsu because it's all I do now. There's no. I used to do. I used to have to do boxing, kickboxing, yeah, wrestling, course, yeah. jujitsu, and then put it all together in MMA rounds. But now it's just jujitsu, and only now am I starting to kind of just constantly show up. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm getting better. Yeah, and I read jujitsu, man. Like, still surprises oh, you. I miss it so much. I really do miss well, it. Um, it needs, needs, look, yeah, look, know. I still, I haven't got the surgery on on the ACL. Mm. Um, I'm not even sure if it's a full ACL tear, to be honest with you. But my knee dislocates mm. pretty easy, so mm. I'm just like <laughs> playing it. Yeah, no, you don't want to mess around with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm no. just like yeah. rehabbing that. So it's been a couple of years now with mm. that, and I'm getting to the point where I can kind of start to think maybe I can, maybe I can potentially do some go back. Yeah, mm. yeah. But um, the thoughts of being put back again, it's just like, I want to make sure, you know. Mm. But I do miss it. I miss it so much. Like, I read that book, you know, um, Stealing Fire, Stephen Cutler. I, I know Stephen Cutler, but I don't know the yeah, book. No. Great book. Mm. It's about, like, flow states, you know. So it's perfect. Oh, <laughs> so it's about flow states, how we get into flow states. And I have to read it now. It's brilliant. Mm. No, it's really great, good. Yeah. So he goes through different things, like psychedelics and, you know, like you go through the whole spectrum of different things like music that will get you into a flow yeah, state, yeah. that get yeah. like there's different methods that different people are more like gra- uh, gravitate towards different things you know but thinking about it um he has this thing where you map out like your own flow states um a worksheet type thing mm. and for me like jujitsu uh, and combat training was like definitely the easiest way for me to slip into into flow state. Mm. You know, I never thought about it in that way before. Mm. But when I was rolling, you know, that when time just like flows yeah. away, you know, you're rolling and you're like, whoa, holy shit, that was like two hours mm. of sparring. Like, you know what mm. I mean? That's the, well, that's, jujitsu is the only thing that I have like that. That's what I'm saying. When you're like, doing yoga, yeah. <clears throat> you're, con- you're thinking about other stuff. When yeah, you're, yeah, well, like you can be mm. or yeah. like, but jujitsu, like, you're forced to be in the present it, Yeah, moment. you don't have no a choice. Yeah, no yeah. when you've got some fucking massive gorilla trying to choke mm. you out, like, yeah. you know, you you're kneeling on your jaw you. and you're like, hmm, <laughs> I wonder so, what yeah. I'm going to have for dinner. It does not happen <laughs> at all. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and that, that, like, that was only just a couple of months ago and it made me really think about uh, jiu-jitsu more, you know, and like that. I really have to get back into How it. How much you miss it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, because I really loved it. You know what I mean? I really, and I do, I still love it. Like, I still haven't said I don't do jujitsu. Do you know what I mean? I still haven't yeah, done oh, that no, to myself. Like, so, yeah, no, no, <laughs> definitely not. Like, like, and I'm yeah. thinking long term in terms of like, yeah, okay, bad injury, whatever. Mm. If it takes five years, if it takes six years, if it takes 10 years, you know, there's oh. always going to be a stage where I go back to it's a lifelong those things. You can be doing it when you're 70. You can do it when you're 80. Like. It was a huge part of my life, like for for a long time. Mm. Um, like my brother runs a Ten Planet gym now, Ten Planet Jiu Jitsu down in Fairview. But like we started out with all that stuff together. We like what's made, his name? Uh, Danny, Danny Danny Kennedy. Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Ten Planet Dublin down on Osry Road. Okay. Get down there. Shout out. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah, but um. Yeah, the ten planet system is like a no gi system, so you don't use the kimono. Yeah. But um, that for me, like, was that clicked with me. You big were into time. it, yeah, yeah. I really got into because it's all about uh, flows. So it's all about like putting flows together and having options for what if if your opponent does this, then you have these options and kind of mapping it out, you know. Mm. But still, just a framework to work around. You know, I know jujitsu is like that anyway. Yeah. But um, I don't know much about the ten. 
the Tenth Planet system. So they have a lot of mm. they have I'm, a lot of positions that wouldn't be considered a position in a normal yeah, jujitsu. Like so they're like, just like transitional kind yeah, of positions, yeah, 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 like that you like, will use to get somewhere else. And they're, mm. they're yeah, they're the ones that you see. So if you think like the normal positions are like mount and guard, guard. And, you know Side these control, like, yeah. but like how often the, how much time do you spend in mount zero like yeah <laughs> exactly well hopefully yeah. no yeah no. well no, like, it's, and if you mostly, do it's like you are mostly in the transitional periods you're exactly. like it's like a quarter guard position are you exactly a quarter you, guard yeah. can, is a 10 planet term do you know what I mean and that mm. like that's filtered up now into normal jiu-jitsu which is great interesting yeah yeah so did know that yeah yeah so um yeah it's a cool system I loved it and mm. we've made into it and we made contact with um Jeremy Fields is an American black belt under Eddie Bravo. Like he's Eddie one of the first, yeah, the first bomb squad. Like he's a proper OG. Cool. Like, um, and he comes over and does seminars there. And but it was just it was a I cool might, link up, you know. I might have met. I was in I was in somewhere in Clontarf once having food, brew house or something. I think it's called. And there was a load of ten planet lads. There. I didn't know, like I just, I could just hear them talking <laughs> about. Be, yeah, it. And yeah. there was some American dude over. I was probably Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. What's he yeah. look like? Uh, he's like skinny, mm. like lean, real mm. lean, wiry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Does he have blonde like, hair? Do, is it dyed blonde or does he just have that really? Yellowy blonde hair, you know. Okay, that I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it might have um, been him. Yeah, he looks like he means business. Like you, you know, you'd know he was like. Okay, yeah. You know the way you know a fighter or a jiu-jitsu guy when you see him, like yeah. cauliflower ears, the whole yeah. lot. Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy's a monster, man, beast. What's but, his um, second name? Fields. Jeremy, Jeremy Fields. Fields. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the first black belts under Eddie, like proper okay. old school. Like he's on Tony Ferguson's training camp at the moment, and oh really? Yeah, so he's. He, yeah, he's the real deal, like, do you know what I mean? Deadly. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. I did a couple of seminars with Eddie, actually. What a lunatic. You know, like, he has a reputation for being a complete stoner maniac. Yeah. And we went over to London to go to a seminar. Mm. And uh, Eddie, he didn't turn up. I was, just, I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't turn up. And then it turned out he got detained at customs because he didn't tell them that he, didn't tell them that he was uh, working do you know what I mean? Like he hadn't declared a work visa or whatever. Mm, mm. And he's just gone over on yeah, holiday yeah, visa yeah. to do and a few saw seminars. That was, somehow saw that there was a seminar and they locked him up for like two days wow. and questioned them and all and then sent them home. But yeah, he's just a mad being, man. So it never happened? It, it happened again after that. So he, mm. he came back over, you know. But uh, yeah, it was mad. <laughs> Classic. He's a nutcase. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, absolutely he, nutcase. He's a, but his brain for, for jiu-jitsu, like when you listen to him talking about jiu-jitsu, it's like, yeah, it's great. shit, man. He's just... yeah so into it like you yeah. know smart no he's great yeah we need people like that you know like but they're just psychotic about just certain mad. things just like mad, and just yeah. that's all they think is kind of like that in a way yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally you know yeah um, strategist even marcelo and stuff in a more kind of introverted way perhaps marcelo mm. garcia is like that i don't even like craig jones and stuff mm. um well he's he's pretty normal pretty chill but like he's <laughs> obviously you know doing something He's just obsessed, mm. you know. You need those people. Even Kier- Kieran Davern down in Tullamore, I don't know if you know him, he's one of the SPG guys. I don't. But he just went from, like, you know, decent grappler yeah. to just, like, close to world, like, probably world-class grappler nice. in, like, you know, not, it seemed yeah. like a short time. Yeah. And he talked to his brother and stuff, he's like, he's, like, training four times a day. <laughs> and he's like, I can't get him off the mats. Yeah. And some people just get it and they're like, that's it. Like, Is he a young lad? Yeah, I think he's, he's probably, if I had to guess, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he's about 32, yeah. 33 or something. Oh, like he's not that young. No. I was thinking, like, when I was 18, if someone, if I had got into jiu-jitsu when I was 18, and oh, I probably would have never went anywhere, I'd say, and just done jiu-jitsu 24-7. <laughs> like, mm. I'd be one of those young flas on the doll. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're class. Yeah. I, I wrote them, with, some of the classes I do are like a mixed kind of, 
uh, there's a coach in our gym called uh, Nereus and he basically has a crew we all follow him we're, we're just, we do like unofficial classes and all. not even on the schedule okay, yeah, yeah. we just kind of turn up and we know the class is on and <laughs> it's kind of younger lads and us and kind of you know higher belts and lower belts and all this kind of stuff but the young lads are like 16 year olds they are like mm. mincing you out of it and like you're trying not to use power because you don't want to be you want to use skill and, and if you do they'll, they're just so so good yeah. and you're going I hate you so much yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish that I started when I was like 15 <laughs> you have to be the old wise efficient <sighs> roller you know when you're rolling with the influence but yeah. I love that about Jiu Jitsu as well like there's a there's a honesty to it mm. so like for young lads to come in and then there's older guys right because I had that with Mark did you do martial arts as a young fella yeah like, Taekwondo yeah. yeah so any mm. martial art has it like you you come in and it's like this you know you kind of learn how to be a man or you learn how to be an adult yeah. uh, because the repercussions of acting like a dickhead are very real yeah. in a yeah. in a martial arts club do you yeah. know what I mean um, if you act like a sap yeah, you're not gonna be. You get a slap. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna know pretty soon, yeah. like, um, and you're yeah. not gonna get away with it. Yeah, learn how to conduct yourself. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, uh, if you don't fall into place and play ball, like as in, be a good fucking human being, mm. you're gonna be booted out the door. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We've all seen that in martial yeah. arts clubs. Yeah. You don't fear here, mate. Yeah, off you go. Like see you later. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so no, there's a real truth and justice to mm. to things like that because they're they're so honest. Like you can't like you put it this way. Did you ever, you know, you meet somebody, right? I love when this happens. You meet somebody, um, you have a certain perception of them, mm-hmm. and then you roll with them, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, you're that's not who you are really because yeah. you can't lie on the mats. Yeah, Do you know what all. I mean? Not at all. When somebody gets a little power trip or when yeah. they get a chance to stick <clears> a slight dig yeah. in at you, or or maybe they completely cave and fold mm, yeah. or whatever but you can see a very different yeah. side of someone I had it recently with someone who's like really nice and stuff like that and then I, I did something that's kind of like a bit of an accident or something Yeah, and they were like oh yeah it's grand yeah but just fucking don't, don't be doing that again like or, mm-hmm. or there'll, be, there'll be trouble kind of thing basically and I was going mm, mm-hmm. you're a bit of a dick you know totally yeah, I, show your show your true colors. Like it's so true. Yeah. I, like I know guys talking about like truth and justice and honor and all this shit. And then was he a Marvel superhero? Like <laughs> you, you want it, like going on like uh, lofty lofty opinions. And then he was put in a situation where he was fighting an armbar and he bit a guy's calf like Whoa. just in a rage in the middle of a class bit into a guys and like your man had like actual mm. bite like a proper wound on his leg and then he got up and ran out and it was like whoa, whoa. yeah he's got some and i knew this guy some and issues like, holy yeah. shit that was mm. a real flag like do you know what i mean like yeah like you fucking bit someone wow and like in a it's not in a competition or anything yeah. like that you know in i've a gotten heated and like shouldered people or something or yeah look, you know when you get real annoyed when they're doing yeah. stupid stuff like trying to crush your skull or something you're going <laughs> that's not a technique <laughs> and you do get really annoyed but no, yeah biting is the next level yeah like human bite is worse than a dog bite you know mm. uh, in terms of bacteria okay like, never more dangerous yeah like that, a yeah. human bite is probably the most dangerous bite you can get in terms of bacteria like. in terms of infection yeah it's bad well. like yeah it's, it's bad but uh, like yeah that's pretty aggrievous assault mm. you know if you think about it like yeah but uh there's an, always an element of you give what you get as well you know like if you're rolling with somebody and they're giving you a bit of rough and tumble like you have to be able to go okay this is like, I, like i can play that game do you yeah. know what i mean um yeah. but i can play the soft and easy game as well but you know if we're going for it's, u- it's usually dictated by 
Yeah. You kind of have to. You kind of have to match. There's a bit of an air of matching yeah, yeah. because it's like an exchange going hard. of energy. Like yeah. you, you keep going I mean? light, you're just going to get smashed yeah. in. Yeah. And you could just keep going light, and then eventually they probably would die off. But then yeah. the ego kicks in, and then the, you know, I want to show the teachers lot a lesson, and then mm. yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's not for everyone, it's, but it's yeah. uh, it's definitely it's definitely valuable. Mm. Um, man, how did you go then from that? army and all to what you're doing now <sighs> that's a loaded question <laughs> it's a loaded question so loaded when i left question. the army i decided in my infinite wisdom that i was going to uh well i didn't just decide on the spot i've been thinking about this for a couple of years but um i wanted to go to peru to well first of all i wanted to explore ayahuasca mm-hmm. a little bit because Ayahuasca is a plant medicine that they use in the Peruvian, uh, the Peruvian tribes people use it as mm. a kind of rite of passage and as a part of life, you know what I mean? Um, and it's renowned for like opening people up. Mm. Um, and I just, I've been in this weird, uh, for years and years and years. And I don't know, the, the army wasn't the start of it because the first time that I kind of realized something was up with me or something that something was off and that I wasn't like settled, quite settled in myself was, mm. uh, and my granny died and she was like, I was probably 10 maybe. And like, I just couldn't access the emotion to grieve properly. Like, do you know what I mean? And my mom first told me, I, I was sad and I like, I think I cried a little bit cause I was on my own. And then when we went up to Waker and we were in the, the, room like in our bedroom where and she was laid out on the bed and like all my cousins were there and my aunties and uncles and everybody and they were all to a person like crying every one of them you know and i was just standing there and i was just looking around the room going what the fuck is wrong with me like why can't i why don't i feel anything here it's really like weird and i remember my cousins after saying well like how come you weren't sad eh? you're not sad about nanny and i was like yeah obviously like i really miss or, but I, I didn't understand myself what was going on do you know what I mean mm. um, and I think that was just a result of like growing up maybe in the area that I grew up in like it was just you think just, it had anything to do with the, that kind of disassociation you talked about with the army and all that as well well like this was way before that was you know what I mean oh, this is when I was like 12 you know oh, what I mean like I was only a little kid yeah yeah so even then 10, were, 10 or 12 yeah. or something and I remember thinking after that, like, "What? That's weird. Like, mm. it's strange that I can't." Like, it's a heavy thought for a twelve-year-old. Yeah, mm. like, uh, yeah, and maybe it wasn't like quite as well formed yeah, as that. But yeah. I, I always, re- I remember that, like, as a moment where I was like, "Oh, that that is weird. Is there something mm. weird about me or whatever?" Because we always look at ourselves in relation to other people. So yeah, it's probably everyone they were saying. Yeah, I was like, "How come everyone is crying and I'm not?" Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, like, growing up, uh, the area that I grew up in, like, in northern city Dublin was, like, it was it was fairly rough, like, do you know what I mean? Where, where exactly? Um, North Strand. I went from oh, North yeah. Strand originally, but, yeah. like, North Strand is right in the middle of, like, Summerhill, mm-hmm. Ballybock, mm-hmm. North Strand Flats, East Wall, um, Sheriff Street. So you've got all these, like, you know, which yeah. were notorious, notorious like, streets, yeah. hard areas. And we were, we lived in houses, so we were seen as, like, posh (laughs) do you know what I mean because we lived in like a bungalow yeah yeah. so when we'd be hanging around like every day was just like non-stop on the watch sketching the whole time 
and just like on the run or having to fight in a corner like that mm. was you know what I mean and I was a little bit bigger than the rest of the people that I hung around with so I got <laughs> probably targeted a fair bit you know mm. um, and geez I couldn't I couldn't count I couldn't even tell you the amount of kickings that I got you know what I mean as a kid but um, I do think back and I'm like I wonder is you know what I mean? PTSD is like yeah. like just being in a heightened state of stress all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember like leaving my house when the minute I went outside that door, I was like looking over my shoulder nonstop, like wow. all the time. And um, because you just didn't know what the fuck was gonna happen, do you know what I mean? Um so I wonder like I definitely when I started doing martial arts when I was a little bit older, maybe 15, 16, and I started to understand that you don't have to actually even be a good fighter. All you have to do is like give the impression that you're yeah. prepared to fight. Yeah. And you know, I never understood that psychology before it, but when I started to understand that, I was like, all you have to do with these fucking people Put is- Put it to them in a way. Do, yeah. do, all you have to do is go down with a fight. Mm. And if you go down with enough of a fight, the mm. next time they'll go on someone else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was like a huge lesson, but then like wrapped up in that is like emotional, emotional like, Expression is weakness, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, you have to put up a front and you have to project this shell of like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I, like, I was never like a hard man type guy, mm. but like I definitely never wanted to fight. Mm. You know what I mean? But the threat was always there. So I think that's probably where that started, you know, in terms of like just thinking of vulnerability as a weakness. Because I was quite an emotional kid when I was younger. Like, I used to cry all the time and all that. I remember when I was a little kid, like, you used to have emotional outbursts all the time over mm. things, you know? And then as I got older, it just kind of, it went away, you know? And that I think that was probably where it started. Um, so yeah. almost because of where you lived, in a way? Just because of it, yeah. And just like, what was around. Like, whatever. There's, there's, like, who knows? Who knows? Like, yeah. I haven't quite, like, pinpointed exactly where that started. Mm. Um like I grew up in a single parent house with my mother. Is that mm. something to do with it? Did I feel pressure as a kid, maybe to to yeah, be, the, be, be the in a man role? I remember, yeah. I do remember thinking like, yeah, feeling that way a little bit. But I don't, who knows? It doesn't mm. matter. Look, mm. it's all the the real thing is that like I, I kind of was onto it, and that happened again throughout as I was growing older. You know, mm. like by the time I left the army, I was fully understood that. I was an emotional fucking constipated guy. Like I just, right. I couldn't And access. you were pushing 30 then or you were 30 or? Yeah, I would have been, yeah, 30, yeah. Mm. Probably mm. nearly 30, yeah. Mm. Um, and despite like trying, see, it's very, people, people put men down, right? Because they can't be emotional, right? Or they can't express their emotion mm. and they act like that's a choice. Like, oh, you're so closed down. You're so shut down. Mm. You never, you never ask me anything about this or, you know, it's all like, it's, it's like, it's down to you. But, yeah, but they don't take into consideration. Yeah. That's just, could it be just your... What they don't understand is the conditioning your, behind yeah. it. And that, yeah. that guy, whoever he is, he has, he doesn't have access to that. Mm. So you're asking someone to express something or say something or do something that they have no ability to access. Like for me, mm. when something emotional happened, it felt like just a steel shutter came down and I was just in this like limbo land mm. and I'd be faking emotions. Like it's nearly psycho, uh, sociopathic, mm. you know? That's kind of, I wondered at times was I a sociopath because I felt numb when, yeah. when things like that came up, you know? And... 
like the real thing is that like people don't have fucking access to it. So mm. like, how do you go about like for me? I was, this is what I was thinking. Like how how the fuck do I rectify this? Like yeah, because I, I wasn't clued in on like emotional development and like mm. I had spoke to a therapist once and it was just like so difficult like fucking for me to talk like I couldn't even get to the point where I could like pinpoint what I wanted to talk about do you know what I mean I'm sitting there yeah. with a therapist like and he's you like I don't know what to say here yeah he's like okay well where do we start and I'm like oh fucking know. where mm. do we start you know and like that was the way the session was that's your job <laughs> yeah like and and it just came out of that feeling like even worse and yeah. more awkward you know yeah I'm confused um, yeah, say, yeah yeah totally and when I heard about ayahuasca and I started to research it and understand what it was about. <clears throat> Where'd you hear about it first, just out of curiosity, because I know where I did it. Anyway, so. It was, I, I don't know where I first initially heard about it, but the mm. first account that I heard of somebody talking about it was Aubrey Marcus. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. And that was the first time I'd heard someone like describe mm. um, yeah. a ceremony. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great explanation. So yeah. I, I listen to that often, actually. I still pull that up just to listen yeah. to it because it's just a good one. Yeah. It's just an interesting one. We talked about the dragon and all coming up to one. Yeah, like, exactly. What do you want? Yeah. yeah. All this kind and of stuff. So I was like, whoa, like this sounds yeah. like something that could bring me to a place where, yeah, you know, it could be cracked open. And like, I wasn't afraid. I, I was willing to, to go there. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, it's just not knowing the pathways. Mm. Um, and like, my wife has gone through her own like path of development now um, yeah like mm. yeah like over the last like oh, since since we were young you know but like she's been putting the work in in terms of self-development for fucking such a long time like, she, yeah. and and me looking back now i always feel guilty because i was never able to i was never able to um kind of understand what she was going through because I was like, oh yeah, you're going through some emotional shit or, you know, like I, I tried to be supportive like in the best way I could but like the way I would deal with that mm. is like stuff it down yeah. and shut it off, you know, mm. and I'm like, why isn't everyone else doing that? Mm. And I didn't understand the process of, the process of dealing with it and how, like I was only talking to her earlier about if you don't deal with these things as they happen, if you don't deal with grief, if you don't deal with emotion, there's and you just up. stuff it down, it, mm. it stays in your body, you know, it builds up in your body, you know, and that develops, that manifests as other things, you know, mm. and you're carrying that around with you. Like, what do you want to think about that? Like in a physical sense or metaphysical sense, either way, you're, you're carrying that mm. shit with you. Like the process of, of grief is a process for a reason. It's a mm. way for us to deal with grief. And if you don't go through the process of dealing with grief, where does it go? Where does it go? It just stays in you, you know, mm. and you never deal with it. And eventually you're going to have to, it's going to come up. So I always felt guilty like that. I couldn't, I couldn't be there, like properly be there, like in an emotional sense and understand what she was going through. And only after I did the ayahuasca and I, I mm. kind of cracked open, I started to understand, you know, and I, like I was very guilty about that for a while. Um, and said, had she, um, done plant medicines before that no she know, like, she her route was, was like pure. the hardcore way yeah. you know like to yeah. me like that's like she went the proper like she's fucking brave you know what i mean she mm. went the the proper route like and you know okay. that's uh, like as all of our journeys are ongoing like mm -hmm. it's like that process is still ongoing but like mm. 
fuck me, look, I look back and think, fucking how hard. For me, that's my worst nightmare, do you know what I mean? Going through it in, in that way, like talk therapy. In the more traditional like sense. self-development yeah. work, looking at your thought processes. And like, we well, still have to do that, you know, no yeah. matter what. If you do plant medicines, like it's not an easy out. You still have to do all of that work. Mm. But it would just have been very hard for me to like see that and to even know where to start, you know? Mm. Like Eva's very intuitive. She's very she's very tuned into herself mm. you know and i was kind of numb to myself mm-hmm. so uh yeah and a couple of things like that like a, another a friend of mine a very close friend at the time um had a serious like uh family thing like a, a member's family died and i just wasn't able to like understand fully and be there like in the way that i should have been do you know what i mean mm. and uh like I did the best that I could as we all do with what we have and you can't like I don't beat myself up about it but looking back I think oh you know maybe I could have been there in a more supportive way or or being Mm. a bit more emotionally like understanding of it Mm. so yeah you get like there's guilt about things like that and you know but that's all what can you do you can't dwell on the past no so yeah I decided like just at the end of my term in the army, that this would be a nice way to to kind of come back into the real world, you know. So you went straight from there to. I went actually. I went yeah. before, just before. So I was leaving the army. It's actually, do you know what? On Sunday, it's going to be five years okay. to the date because the last day I was in Peru, my granddad died, mm. and that's how I always remember it. Wow. So his, his anniversary is on Sunday, and. Uh, did you find out while you were there? I literally found out the last, oh, it was so strange. It sounds mad like, but. What a time to find something out like that. It was right at the end. So, <laughs> it, but it was significant. So. It, How long um, were you improved for? I was there for a month. A month? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, like, listen to this. So, <laughs> the first. I thought uh, you were going to say like five days. No, I was there for a month. Yeah. So the first 12 days you do. A ceremony, an ayahuasca ceremony every second day. Whoa. And then there's a little break. And then the second 12 days you do uh, Wachuma. Yeah. yeah, every second day. Mm. And then at the end you do Vilka, which is 5 MDO yeah. DMT. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a seed. I think there is it Morning Glory seeds. Or I can't remember the exact name of the seed. They crush them and you snort them through an old finger bone. It's like a 5,000 year old finger bone. Oh. But, um, like literally, if, bo- if someone's bone. Yeah, 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 shaman's finger bone. Yeah, yeah a little finger. <laughs> it's mad. But uh, the... That's supposed to be an experience and a half. Yeah, well, I don't think that I fully got the, what I needed from the 5-MEO, but that was one of the most... It was a, it was a very strange experience because the 5-MEO is like... When you do ayahuasca, like the journey can be so different for different mm-hmm. people, you know, it can be very like inward or it can be, it's mostly inward, but like it can be very vivid and like hallucinations and you're conversing with beings and all, all mm-hmm. of that type of stuff. And then what Yuma is like the opposite. That's like the outer world. Like it's all about, is it? Yeah. It's like what Yuma is all about, like nature. Uh, like you go, when you do what Yuma, <clears throat> you go out, you, you do the ceremony and then you go out. And you go to a village, like a remote village, where mm. there's natives, uh, and you spend the day like with them, playing with the kids and running around and just exploring. And cool. it's wild, like it's yeah, like it, it's like it takes you. But you know, it reminds me maybe of like 
similar to MDMA, maybe in some weird way, in that your faculties are there, but you just have this like heightened sense of everything is just new. You know, it's like mm. it removes your uh, your filter for just everything just seems so fresh and new. And then of course you're in the jungle and you go down, you see how these people are living, you know, mm. and you spend the time with them and they live like these simple, but really, really like wholesome lives, yeah. you know? And uh, yeah, it's mind blowing. Like it lasts 12 to 16 hours, maybe longer. So it's, uh, and it gets like deeper and deeper as you go in. You do that every second day, you do the same thing, same process. You go down to the village and all every different village, day. like, yeah, but cool. like some of them you have to go out and trek through the jungle for hours and they have the whole thing. Like, it's an amazing process because mm. you're dealing with like the inner world the first two weeks and then the second mm. two weeks is like the outer world and reconnecting to nature. And what's like, the idea of finishing then on the Vilka? On the vil well, the Vilka is like the fi 5MEO is like a completely different. Uh, medicine like all together it has the word DMT in it but it's not it's it's very hard to explain like mm. like if like normal DMT um, have you smoked DMT? so no no it's when, it's when you do like when you like smoke, just on its own though yeah it's when you smoke DMT it's like wild it's like being launched in a fucking rocket ship you know what I mean mm. um, whereas 5-MEO is like a very detached uh it's very detached, quiet. It's like floating in black space, you know. It's mm. like this. Uh, yeah, it's it's very hard to explain. Like, but it's not this wild ride. Mm. It's not this crazy. Not wild much. Ride, not as much visuals know? and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And now I say I I don't think I got the full because my nose isn't amazing. I wasn't amazing. It's much better now. At the time, like I was never good mm. any good at like snorting anything. <laughs> so uh, thankfully, but. Uh, <laughs> The five meo, like it's crushed up. It's quite rough. The the vilka yeah. seeds, so it's, so it's not like, it's, like really fine. Yeah. So I don't feel like I got the whole, yeah, um, the whole dosage. Yeah. But it was still a wild experience. Like that night when I did the the vilka, um, oh, this is gonna sound crazy, right? So I'm just gonna say it, so. Uh, I passed through a tunnel, right, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I came out into a, a space of pure blackness. And the tunnel that I just come out of, my grandparents, all of my grandparents that passed away already were there, standing around this hole, and looking back into the tunnel. And I was thinking, what's going on here? And uh, so I stood beside when I looked down into the hole, and it was my grandfather's face was in in the tunnel, mm. and that was kind of it. So that's all I remember. This is before you knew he passed away? This was the night that he passed away. Whoa. So the next morning when I woke up, I was kind of pissed off a little bit because like there's been a little build up to this like Vilke. And mm. I was like, oh, like you experience your death a thousand times and all these mad stories that mm. I'd heard about it. And I woke up next day and I was kind of like, hmm, that was kind of anticlimactic or something, mm. you know? And then... They had a satellite link there, so you could you could ring out at certain times. Mm. And I rang back to Eva, and I was kind of telling Aoife's her, your wife, yeah, Eva's my yeah. wife, yeah. yeah. Sorry, and I was kind of telling her about. It. I was like, oh, it wasn't that like, it wasn't that great. Like you know, I was in a fucking emotional mess at this point anyway, like from the whole experience. Mm -hmm. But uh, I kind of remember saying, oh, it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be, or blah blah blah. And then she said, oh, I'm going to stop you. I need to tell you something before you come back. Um, your granddad, Dick, 
passed away last mm. night. And I was just like, what? Mm. She was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, I fucking tell you about what happened last yeah. night. And um, yeah. It's kind of mental because it's almost like um, whatever powers that be kind of went, this, this isn't the time because something else has happened. Mm. We, and we're going to give you a little insight into what's happened. And we're not going to send you on some mad trip it's like almost you know well like fuck me that's like if like you call it coincidence or call it whatever you want it's but, some coincidence though yeah and like so that to me is like significant do you know what i mean and that man now is like when i look back at him and like i think about the qualities that he had it's like a lot of that stuff is stuff that i want to embody like you know he like he was his name was dick his name was dick yeah yeah, yeah richard like so he yeah. was like super disciplined guy like he gave up smoking when he was 20 but he kept saving the money that you would spend on smokes every day oh. and then like at the end of the first year he bought himself a caravan you know right wow yeah. disciplined yeah. Yeah. yeah and then he kept saving that money and he added inflation to it every year no way yeah <laughs> <laughs> what so, a legend yeah. yeah so that like that's the type of guy he was like he used to save all of the envelopes with the stamps on them and he had this technique he had this special rubber that you could take the ink off the stamp you know the way they stamp over the stamp so you can't reuse oh, it right. you had this special rubber is that, that why they do that yeah yeah so you can't reuse the stamp yeah and then he'd steam yeah. them off in the I never thought about that with a kettle yeah. yeah so you had all these like he never paid for a stamp you know what I mean he's just a madman <laughs> but in the best like when he died he he had every year he um he would do out all of the birthday cards for everybody in the extended family mm. like in one go and he'd put them all in the box and he'd go down to the post office and get them all stamped and then he'd just send them in the post like he'd have it marked off ready to go like this date Jody's card this date oh, so-and-so's card Sorry. Yeah. but he had them all done in January or February like you know and when he died well, he was he was in the car with the box of cards like on his way down like 94 he, he died in, in the car he just on, uh, he was just sat in the car yeah. And then he he, ju- he just fell forward on the steering wheel, as far as I know, and just that yeah, just literally. Yeah. And I always said that about him because he was such a maniac, such a go getter, never stopped moving. He'll die on the he go. Was, I said he will just drop dead one mm. day, and it's exactly how it happened. He walked out of the house, got into the car, bam, you know. Wow. So yeah, but there's so much about him that I would love to embody in myself. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like like I have traits started. Like I can be a procrastinator. Do you know what I mean? I can. And he has all of those. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that, like, ancestral, like, looking at that and thinking, yeah, right, you know, like, people's, you know, we talk about, like, never-ending life or, like, uh, reincarnation yeah. or never your born, spirit, never dying. somebody's spirit, mm-hmm. like, so when someone dies, their personality, like, and this this is true of living people as well, that, like, their personality is alive in you, not in them. Because it's your perception of them. Because your perception yeah. and your, like, they, so you, how you impact all of the people that you come in contact with and how they see you, that that's your true spirit, mm. you know? And then when you die, like, I sometimes do things where I feel like a friend of mine, I'm like, that's how Chris would react to that. Like, and I'm drawing on his, because I know, say it's a situation mm. where I'm maybe not, it's not my field of expertise. Right. Right. But, you know, Chris is great in that area. And I can feel him rising up in me like... You can go, this is what Chris would do. Yeah, Mm. you know what I mean? And it's like, it's literally 
like mm. an embodiment of his yeah. personality you know like and that's yeah. what i do then i act that out mm. and uh, you can't do it, especially when you know people really well yeah, i suppose yeah. yeah but like you talk about legacy and your spirit living on and like i think that's one way that our spirit truly lives on if we impact people and mm. we live a life that is authentic and true and we do things that we want to make a difference mm. you know live forever i believe how you impact people mm. will make you live on that's your true legacy like that's how you mm. that's how you carry on in spirit you know Mad. getting too crazy for you no but i just i'm just <laughs> thinking i'm just thinking about your senior grand now like i just i just can't mental yeah and like it was even because i'd been through much more vivid stuff like the, the ayahuasca stuff is like so that's internal, what I'm saying, but like, it's never it but i it actually call like being something that happened is yeah. meant it's, mad. it's crazy it's great and i don't even get like i didn't give it the gravitas that i it needed because i had after it like after you come back from it, something like that there's this like huge integration period mm, that's long you know, like, I've, I've only done two days two days is the longest i've done that's yeah. that's a month <laughs> have you done ayahuasca yeah yeah okay yeah. it's cool so you know the drill yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but integration after a month is a different story mm, than after two days like yeah and like I came back to a fucking shit show. Like, I'm not even going to get into it, but when I came back, it was just... It was just like, chaos. Everything else was chaos, was it? it like, nothing, nothing to do with you, just... Yeah, like, my world just flipped upside down when I came back. It was just, like, so much going on. Like, it mm. left the army. A business that I was running fell through. Uh, one of my best mates just fucking... The whole, like interpersonal crazy like breakup went on basically between like a friend i've been like so close to for so mm. long and um, my wife was going through a thing like her car got robbed her her fucking rings got robbed her, her wedding rings and I, it was just a huge like everything mm. was just up in the air it mm. was like i came back there was no fucking solid ground under my feet you know mm. um and if anyone is listening that's like thinking about doing anything like this do your groundwork before you go and make sure that you're coming back to something that Solid. is yeah make sure like I really what I should have done probably was did a week or done like the ayahuasca sessions for the first 12 days and then maybe went somewhere and spent some time alone and you know filtered through and processed mm. all of the mm. stuff that happened but I just came back straight into madness like and it's very hard uh yeah, it's it's hard to reintegrate as you mm. know, like <laughs> yeah, because you're just vibing differently when you mm. come back, you know, and it's uh, and it lasts a long. Sometimes oh, I'm still I, I'm still integrating. I'm yeah, still going. Yeah, yeah. I'm still processing that shit, mm. man. Like mm. you know, how long ago was that? Now that, that sorry, that would have been five it's years. Five ago, years sorry. ago now. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't actually. Only my ma texted me the other day to remind me about my granddad's thing, and uh, it's like fuck me, that's five years now. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. And how do you think then that's all impacted your life now? <laughs> As opposed, like, compared to who you are now, compared to who you were before? Oh, like, it's definitely facilitated. Like, it gave me, it gave me the, the right to myself, like, within myself. It gave me the feeling that I was like, I can fucking change. Uh, who other people see me as doesn't dictate who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, I started to understand that a little better. Mm -hmm. Because in a job like the military as well, there's all that, like, social kudos tied up in it of, yeah, I'm a, I'm a military guy or mm. you know it's the same with a lot of jobs like that where mm. you know the status involved in it social status 
and it, it's very hard for people to let that go. Um, and I wouldn't say I was the most like, oh, I'm an army guy. Like I, I didn't necessarily tell people all the time, but there's still that little lingering uh, social status thing of like, oh, it's a good job, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's respectable, <laughs> you know, that type yeah, of stuff. Gotcha, and yeah. Like then you're within that frame of like, that's the guy that I am, you know? Mm. Um, and I would say that, yeah, Ayahuasca gave me the ability to step out the side of that and just be like, do you know what? This is who I am. Um, and really just understand that. Like, you know the way your ma always says to you, just be yourself. You know, you're going out on a date mm. and like, uh, just be yourself, you know? Mm. And like, it's so simple, but it's, it's so fucking enough. hard to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually like profound, you know, mm. just be yourself. Yeah. Become yourself. Like, and you're just like, oh yeah, whatever, shut up, man. Yeah. yeah. Just be myself. Like, and everyone yeah. will hate me, but <laughs> fucking being yourself is a superpower. You know what I mean? If you can authentically yeah. push yourself out there and just like say, right, this is me. Yeah. Um, I think people grab. I know I gravitate towards that. When I meet people like that, I'm like, lovely. Like yeah. that's that's a cool that's person. A goal, like, that's, really. like, yeah, yeah. I heard something earlier on a podcast. I can't remember what podcast. Might have been Aubrey Marcus or mm. Lewis House or one of them. I think it was all of them. They were on a Wim Hof kind of. Um, they were at that weekend. Oh, at yeah, that the weekend, Poland. Retreat. Yeah, yeah holy I know. Shit. That, yeah, different one. Uh, but they, remember, they're all in Poland in January. Mm. They were all talking about after that. I think it was on that one. I've listened to a few podcasts today because I'm, <laughs> I'm just getting back in the swing of them. But one of them said, uh, I think it was a Dalai Lama quote. It was like when what you think what you do and what you say are in line that's when you're going that's when you're happy kind of thing like so it's like that yeah, when you're that's when you're like truly yourself yeah. so like what I'm saying is what I'm thinking and it's what I'm doing as well like that's exactly. and I'm like and it makes you go like am I doing Yeah. am I think like mm-hmm. obviously I say things like I'm saying things now to you but I could be just lying to <laughs> lying to you lying to myself lying yeah, to yeah. lying to everyone listening like um, and it makes you just really think like because for a long time I wouldn't have been I'd be saying one thing especially with fighting and stuff because mm. I'd be like yeah I'm going to do this I'm going to be the world champion I'm gonna, and then inside I'd be going you don't want that mm. I used to be thinking about um, I used to be thinking about going away uh, uh, if I was fighting for uh, for the UFC or something yeah. I used to be thinking about and I'd be saying yeah it's going to be dead I'm going to fight for the UFC and in the back of my head I'd be thinking Jeez, I wonder how many days I'll have to be away for. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking. Because wow, yeah, yeah. literally inside I was going, I don't want to do that. Mm. And it wasn't obviously anything to do with the being away and all. It was obviously, it was manifesting as that, but it was actually just something going, you don't want to do that. That's not yeah. what you want to do. Like, yeah. Whereas now if you're to tell me that I'm going away for 10 days for a conference or if I was going to Poland for a week with all the, all the boys jumping in cold water, I'd be like, send me on a plane tomorrow kind of yeah, thing. Like, yeah, and that would be, yeah. and what I'm saying is, mm. is in line with what I'm thinking and all. Exactly. So it's mad that you can go through some people probably go through their whole life they just saying one thing thinking another yeah and, and then, doing like, another thing that's mm. one thing that like is huge for me now is like actually being able to kind of listen to myself and I'm still a fucking amateur at it like but being mm. able to like hear different voices inside of myself right so mm. at, the, at the start when I first came back and before that before I even went you know the way you get like an urge and you hear something like oh do that or say that you know? In, internally, you mean? Yeah, internal, <clears throat> like an internal <throat> voice. Yeah, yeah. That's like, you might be in a difficult situation. Um, like for me, say I'm, say I'm with someone at a funeral or something. I'm like, get a little feeling of like, oh, say this or mm. give that person a hug. Gotcha. But then I'm yeah. like, oh, no, no, maybe they don't want to be hugged, you know, and I, I step back from it. And when I came back and after a little bit of time, I noticed myself listening actually listening to that voice more and just like and and doing the, first, the thing yeah and doing it like the first mm. the first thing that rolls up and I just follow it mm. rather than 
rationalize it in my head and think about it and then convince myself not to do it. And it's such a huge fucking change. Mm. Uh, like being a, like a, fr- a friend of mine, uh, his father died and like he was a young guy at the time. And this was real soon after I came back and his mother was out the back with his mother and him and they were freshly grieving, you know, it was like hard times. And he went off upstairs and like she had been putting on a happy face and trying to, and when he went upstairs, she just broke down crying and she was kind of like, oh, it's just so hard. I'm so worried about him and blah, blah, blah. And I just like, I just stepped into, it's not even a big thing. Like I, like, I usually would step back from that situation, but in that moment, I, I stepped into it mm. and I was able to hug her and comfort her and yeah. give her some words of encouragement. And mm. for me, that was like, a huge step. Yeah, that was chalk mm. and cheese. Like, I was mind blown. I went away from there and I was like, wow, that was mm. crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? All I did was give yeah. her a hug, like, and, yeah. and uh, give her a bit of comfort. But the difference between that and just like stepping back and standing there awkwardly, which is what I did before, mm. and like, you know, secretly inside wanting to go there, but not, not having the capacity to do it. Mm. You know, that's frustrating, like, because mm. you go away from that and you know. That you should you're have like, I should have, yeah, what mm. the fuck was I doing? Like, do you know what I mean? You're just like, you're frozen in time. You know, the shutter comes down and you can't deal with it. Mm. And that was such a huge change for me, being able to step in and be supportive and, mm. you know, not be like fucking horribly uncomfortable and want to jump out of my own skin. Do you find that now you're like, that's that stayed with you now? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, I, I'm so much more open, I think, now. Like, I say all this, I wonder what other people would say, but yeah. I feel, <laughs> no, he's still a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, like, I, I, I'm i not afraid of those situations now. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, even some of the stuff we're talking about today, like, would be uncomfortable for me to, to talk about before, you know, with mm. them. And I can easily go there now, you know, it's like a muscle, like it really is, like it, it's practice. Just like going into your discomfort. It's not, yeah. it's the same as everything else. The thing with us, right, you, with men in particular, mm. is that like we think, oh yeah, like I, I'm not sitting in my comfort zone. I'll go, I'll go into discomfort. Like mm. you'll step into a cage and fight someone. Yeah. Or, you know, you'll roll with that 120 kilo Polish guy mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. You'll go and climb a fucking mountain. But, when it comes to looking yeah. at the shit inside. So they'll tell or, me how you feel. Yeah, no. yeah exactly. No. <laughs> so that's not real tough yeah. guy shit, yeah. you know, but that's the real that's tough the guy real shit. Stuff, yeah. That's the real tough guy shit. Like, journeying in is the fucking hardest, you know. Mm. Now, he said, I was on a guy's podcast and I, was, I, I said, I'd rather fucking probably fight someone like at the time I was like I'd much rather fight someone in a fucking cage than have to do what I did you know what I mean like it, that Set was how the, strongly averted I was to it you know of, then of, going back to Peru kind of thing no I've got like before I went to Peru I would have been more inclined to like yeah, a, it'd be you. easier for me to to have, get into a, a physical altercation yeah. with somebody than it would be to like step inside myself and and mm start looking because you know yeah. oh, that's painful yeah and when you box shit up as guys do for mm. fucking 20 30 years yeah what happens when you pop the lid on that pandora's box mm. you know it's like boom it's not like you're just dealing with your stuff as you go along because as you as you progress you get better and better at dealing with things and you're only dealing with the stuff that's coming up like you're always going to have your traumatic past stuff but like you know you're dealing mm. with fresh things as they arise mm-hmm. but when you first crack the sale it's like 
let's go champ like it's <laughs> it's heavy shit you yeah. know what i mean like there's so much yeah. and like i don't know you might agree with me but i always say you come back from an ayahuasca ceremony or a plant medicine ceremony with like a hundred more questions than when you left you know because you go you're looking for answers mm. and what you come back with is a big fucking bag of questions yeah you know and that's it like sort through them for a couple of years yeah. and you know start working on them but um yeah, that's the, I went with the question, how connected are we all? And then just came back, just going, ah, oh, here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, <laughs> what about this? What about this? And Where did you go? Did you go over to I South America? I didn't actually. Yeah. I didn't actually. It was here in Ireland. Okay. Cool, um, cool. So I didn't get what the was phone. the name of the person? Oh, I'm well, I, uh, <laughs> I actually thought you were asking me there for a second. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. Then we'd have to edit the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it's had a major effect on you anyway. Yeah. So sure. that does kind of leave you into it, like, because the work you're doing now, is, mm. it seems to be, now I'm just going to tell you from an outside perspective, mm-hmm. obviously, seems yeah. to be around that whole kind of um, encouraging men to, like, tap into that kind of, mm. be. it's okay to be vulnerable, in, totally. in, in, you know, that kind yeah. of way. Um, seems to be around a lot of that, that you're doing work. Yeah. Would that be right? Would yeah, that be like, and that's, and that's ultimately the the end goal. Not, and not just men. It's just know, that, like, yeah. from my own person, personal experience, I feel like a certain amount of qualification to to talk to men about this stuff because I have personal experience in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not as versed in a female's journey. Not that it's any different from a man's journey, but I understand the pitfalls that, men get into you know because i am that classic fucking guy who had no access to his emotional side yeah. you know and it's I a think, great perspective to have like, yeah you know. i think so many people are in so many men especially are in that state but like of course women have their own journey um mm-hmm. and there's lots of people out there doing lots of stuff so at the start when i came back there was like so many things for women i was seeing it was like oh women circles and, yeah. and this and that and there was like lots of stuff going on and i was like mm. is there there's nothing mm in this kind of realm for men and at that time when i was first back it wasn't really like vogue you know and like now it's much cooler like mm-hmm. we see a lot of men's circles um is, is there doing, a few because this is yeah, something i wanted to this yeah, is the reason why i wanted to talk to you there's stuff going on now you know mm-hmm. which is great mm-hmm. and it's it's much more accepted and it mm-hmm. show it confirms the suspicion that i had at the time that blokes it's not a choice this is something that we don't necessarily want, yeah. you know, and that like, we all want to be better husbands and better fathers and, mm. you know, better sisters, brothers and better mm. grandchildren. But it's a, maybe we don't know how. Mm. It's just, we don't have access, you know, and mm. we need to learn, you know, mm. and part of that, unfortunately, like, but not unfortunately, but part of that is going through the work of learning to be vulnerable and learning to talk, learning mm. to fucking talk, like men don't mm. fucking talk yeah. about anything. You go, you go and sit with a group of girls, like, and, they know everything about each other, mm. like how she's feeling, how she feels about this guy, you know, and it's great. Like that's communication is important. Mm. And you sit with a group of guys and be like, how's so-and-so? I have no mm. fucking idea. That's no, you, ice. He I'm looks just, all right. He looks grand. Yeah, I'm you know? still like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Luke Garo's going to have, like that's like, mm. also like their natural predisposed kind of, like men are never going to be like 100% like mm. across the board, just like, lovey feely touchy yeah. you know what I mean um, yeah. um, and it doesn't have to even manifest as that but like being able to sit with your fucking brother while he's having a hard time and uh, empathise with him and comfort him um, mm. you know what I mean 
that type of stuff is, yeah. is instead important. Of going, instead of going cop onto yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the, like, I think there was a time where men probably were very similar to women in that respect and that we like probably talked a lot and like you mm. look at Asian cultures where they hold hands and men are, you know, it's, that stuff is a lot more accepted. And then the like military style of the Western world really over mm. the last hundred, couple of hundred years. Yeah. You know, That's the gentleman, uh, yeah, the you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, all that yeah. shit like, um, has probably bred all that out of us, you know, a mm. man is supposed to be this, a man is supposed to be that. And really like that, that image of what we see of a man is supposed to be this, that's like a, that's an immature version of, of, of what a man is supposed to mm -hmm. be. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, Cause it's superficial. It's, it's very super, it's just an exterior, it's a front. Like you It's know? a front, it's a shell. Mm. Yeah. It, it's literally a shell, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know, the funny thing about um, like projecting a shell like when you create a shell for yourself and you're projecting something different out into the world than what you really are it's a protective mechanism because even if people hate what you're putting out into the world so people i hate that fucking guy you're like well that's not really me it's anyway. not really you is it it's it's a shell of you you mm. know and like the real you is protected in there to open that up and fucking put yourself out there and be one put be your one. heart out there mm. on the line and like if people dislike you then it, that's a real fucking yeah you know that's shattering like mm. and it's hard to do so that takes bravery and that takes courage you know um so that's why i think this stuff is important because you know we have this perception of vulnerability and emotion are weakness <clears throat> but it takes a lot of courage especially for someone who's been so averted to it for so long, like, and conditioned by society that, you know, that's not supposed to be the way you, that's not a man, that's not how a man projects himself. Mm. Um, it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's no fucking joke, mm. but it's, people are hungry for it. Like there's, there's a hunger out there for, you know, it's, yeah. it's being understood better now that like a mature masculine model is is somebody who's well-rounded is calm like mm. you can be assertive that's not a problem you know mm. what i mean but you don't be a fucking tyrant yeah um, or a baby mm. do you know what i mean mm. um and take responsibility um and be supportive of the people around you yeah you know mm. there's nothing unmanly about that like it's all mm. <clears throat> but it is difficult to do mm. so but people are getting into their own difficult work, which is great. Yeah. There's a hunger out there for it. You, you know? have your re rewilding, real wild, rewilding yeah, of yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Is so that kind of, that's kind of, uh, the purpose, or that's the purpose of that is kind of along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, so, so I'm also passionate. Another thing that I, that I came back from Peru, it was like a reconnection with nature mm -hmm. and with our nature and with our ancestral past and like where we've come from. Because, you know, what we live in now, it's a fucking snippet in time, you know, compared to the three million years of evolution of man, you know, mm. like Homo sapiens are here, what, 300,000 years, maybe longer if you ask different people. Mm. Like the last 10,000 years since agriculture and civilization has been formed is nothing. Mm. It's a snippet in time. And that's like the reality that we live in now. But our, our existence before that, is like three million years of living as one with nature, as hunter-gatherers. And we've developed movement patterns and we've developed needs that, that have to be met mm. to be healthy, you know? And like the, the world that we live in now, a lot of those needs are 
environment dependent. So, mm. you know, things like sunlight mm. and like proper food, um, not sitting in chairs, mm. like to maintain our just moving in general, moving really. in general. Yeah. And mm. not just sitting at a desk and yeah, the, those needs have to be met, you know, mm. so that the ancestral health part of it is, is another thing that like I came back with. I was like, I spent so much time in gyms and crossfitting and indoors and mm. like I always loved the outdoors you know what I mean because I was always hiking and moving and mm. but over the couple of years before that I'd maybe not been outside so much running the business being in the army at the same time um, and spent a lot of time indoors training in gyms and mm. when I came back I just wanted to be outside you know I just had this like calling back to to nature and I'd just go out and run and swim in the sea and lift rocks and <laughs> lift logs and just, yeah, they were random shit. It was like, oh, I'll carry this rock up that hill. And, yeah, you know, cool. it's as good a workout as any. Um, you could say better, better. in terms yeah. of like you do a workout in a gym, you're in a structured setting in a box. Yeah. You're doing linear movements. It's more predictable. Um, it's, yeah, um, you want to talk about functional yeah, movements. Functional movement, yeah. You know, pick up a rock and, and walk a up a hill yeah. or throw a rock over your shoulder or, you yeah. know, swim Think in about the how sea. much your body has to adapt, like the different muscles in your body yeah, adapting totally, to the terrain totally. and stuff. Yeah. And then just the mindset, like, you know, they've, they've, done studies on all this stuff with the, with the forest bathing, uh, the Japanese forest bathing studies now yeah. where, you know, 30 minutes in a, in a forest or in a natural environment like a beach, mm. it reduces your cortisol levels by like 35%. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I went down to that place in Wicklow they have those forest bathing benches. Yeah, things yeah, yeah. Lie on. And they, what's the name of it? Like the garden name. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to remember the guy's name because I want to give him a shout out. He is a crazy guy. Well. It's just called the, <clears throat> it's called the, What's it called? I can't think of it now either. S- something's Garden, it's yeah. called, or something's Way, is it? Victor's Way. Oh, Victor's Way. Victor's Way, that's, that's it, is, it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a cool place, cool man. Cool place. And yeah. then they, they, whatever, you read a little story about those uh, beds, essentially like a wooden bed, and it says that, that it's made in the perfect way. Yeah. And you're looking at it going, It looks that weird. Looks really yeah. And then you lie down and you go, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is amazing. It's got like stirrups for your legs. Stirrups for your legs yeah, yeah. And, like a, and a wooden pillow, essentially, is the best way to describe oh, it. And lovely. you're so comfortable. Just looking up through, just the, looking up through the trees. Magical and uh, it's lovely, mm. yeah. For and it talks about forest bathing, yeah. I think, on the sign there. I love that place, yeah. So, the Japanese have done a lot of studies on that stuff and like, lowers your cortisol, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, if you even hang a picture of a, a nature scene in your office or in your room, mm. that reduces your cortisol levels significantly, like just from having a visual of a forest or a mountain or a tree in your fucking room and plants wow. are the same you know wow. so like plants they're well, uh, plants yeah plants well. are the same yeah yeah like it, to look through foliage like our eyes are designed to look through foliage you looking, know what I mean looking for yeah dinner. like as arboreal swinging through mm. trees walking through uh, through brush you know and that's like the natural way for our eyes to see is to have like close up vision and fire vision yeah. looking through it and that's why our optics yeah. yeah exactly depth of field so these are all needs that we have. Like you look at myopia, yeah, like uh, like short sightedness. They in uh, hunter gatherer cultures, they don't have that. Right, you know, even yeah. people that have the gene for having myopic like um, episodes like that can. There's a certain gene that like leads you into having short sightedness or long sightedness, mm. and even the people that have that, they don't get it. So. What's going adapt. on there? Yeah. yeah, it's because we're we're never looking far. We're looking at well, how far can I see here? Ten feet, mm. twenty feet, mm. you know. Um, so our eyes aren't getting exercised, and but we just stick a pair of glasses on. Classic modern yeah. way to do it: stick a pair of glasses on, and then grant the problem's gone. You know. Um, so yeah, that was like 
going towards like those practices mm. uh, it was huge for me so a bit of a call in, essentially when you came home you felt these things like I was doing these things I was talking as like I'd be talking as a way of just like getting it out of me you know like I was eager to talk and I got back and I wanted to talk to everyone yeah, about yeah. this and like um, so I was talking a bit on social media and stuff and using that as like mm. an outlet nearly do you know what I mean mm. and like I still kind of do that to a certain degree it's mm. like a therapeutic thing nearly to yep. to take out your camera and talk into it or to, to write something down yeah, no, it is, yeah. or to type it out you know mm-hmm. and yeah if somebody out there is listening to it and it makes sense to them then even better, you know? Yeah. And so I, I was talking about this stuff and getting feedback about it. You mm-hmm. know, people were saying, oh, like, this is really interesting. Or people were saying, oh, my husband would be... Perfect for I'm going to send whatever, this yeah. to my husband. Yeah. You know, he needs to read this or, yeah. or he needs to listen to this. Um, go on, do it. <laughs> look, at the light. look at the light. Oh, Where's it going? I thought about Where's it too much. It? <laughs> so yeah, those two things. And I was like, oh, can... Like, the physical... Because I was always, like, I was into physical, so I was a trainer, ran the CrossFit gym, you know, mm. like, I was qualified in that area. And I was, how can these things come together? Do you know what I mean? I was thinking about men and how, like, how, like, things like hunting parties, right? Like, so men used to go out on hunting parties all the time together. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not party parties, but, like, yeah. a, a hunting group, you know? Mm-hmm. So you'd meet up at middle of the morning, yeah, you know, dark. Like Steve Vanella type stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You head out together. Um, in a pack. Yeah. In a pack, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you'd head out in a group, a community, mm. whatever way you want to call it. Uh, and you go and you move together and, you know, you you work as a team yeah. um, and you achieve an objective. And then you, or you don't or whatever. <clears throat> and then you come back and you, kinda, you um, feast and you celebrate together, and you yeah. talk. And where is that now? You know, like like things like football, I suppose, kind of fulfill that need a little bit. But that's mm. all competition-based, you know? Mm, mm. Um, and I wanted something that wasn't based around competition because when you're dealing with men, mm. once you bring in competition, it gets bro and it gets into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. so so once it becomes, like, competitive, yeah. then it <laughs> yeah. kind of ruins the whole thing. I'm more vulnerable than you. Yeah. <laughs> more open than you. I'm the most vulnerable motherfucker. You think that's <laughs> When you see this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to stay away from that element of it and, and to keep it kind of yeah just communal more and natural yeah more. yeah yeah and, and stay away from the the bro-y side of it you yeah, know more ancestral which i was gonna at the time i was like oh is this even like a thing like fucking hell mm. like how, how do you cultivate you know what i mean a, a culture like that or how do you cultivate like a, a scenario where that's not going to happen mm. you know and like of course it was just about getting the right people on board and putting out the right message. Um, mm. But that's very ba- based around like, yeah, okay, let's go out. Let's get fucking physical. We'll do a bit of running. We'll do a bit of like wrestling and roughhousing, yep. which is just like, again, not like super competitive. I don't give people enough time to be competitive. It's just 30 yep. seconds, 30 seconds. Just, it's more of a way to break ice and get people to yep. talk to each other, you know, play a couple of games, do some primal movement stripped down into the boxers you know topless while we're doing this you know we're yep. in the middle of winter but it's like tops off let's yep. go um how often is this now it's every I'm, i want to do six of them this year so yep. yeah you've yeah. done the first I've done, one already i've done one already yeah yeah um so oh crap sorry mm. and uh, <laughs> yeah it's just about getting guys out into the elements getting guys mm. out in a group um i want to bring it I'm trying to find a way to bring it into vulnerability a little bit more because like with men's circles, you get deep into the vulnerable stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and with the physical stuff maybe you don't get as much of the vulnerability in there mm-hmm. so the ideal I think would be an overnight retreat Amazing. where you're doing both you know what I mean yeah, so, of course. so out in a, in a wild place mm-hmm. so I have a place scouted out up in Wicklow actually but cool. um, where you could do all of that in one mm-hmm. you know maybe do do your movement stuff during the day do your rough housing come back in in the evening do a bit of meditating some breath work yep. maybe cook a pig over the fire um, have a feast do yeah. some drumming after that bring in a drummer I mean, who wouldn't want to do, do some drumming yeah I mean. and then uh, the next day maybe do a sunrise meditation a bit of more movement or something like that you know just yeah. just like a nice container for, for yep. and, and have some sharing in there you know in, in the yeah. evening time um, yeah. I think that's kind of the ultimate scenario that, yeah. that's the best of both worlds because the physical stuff when you bring guys out get them moving well, burn off a bit of steam yeah they get to know mm. each other and they feel more comfortable and they're ready to share then you yeah. know like yeah. that's if you try to start with sharing good luck yeah and like the the mm. sharing is funny like sometimes you you can't crack people or not that you can't crack people but mm. like people are hold back a bit and then once they start mm. it, it's hard open. to stop yeah, yeah do you know what I mean so like having a longer period of time where you can kind of you know have that and like bring bring a, a, a someone who's qualified in in like mental health because this is what i was thinking i was thinking about doing i don't know if it exists and you'll probably tell me if it does but like i was talking to my my dad like my dad in the aa and all this and, um, i am sure i am and um, it's done now no editing no editing and um <laughs> like i was like you know what it's actually a pretty cool thing like they can just go and just chat to a lot of people like yeah. every day and i think every day is a bit much but i was like I'd love to do something where every month, and it doesn't matter whether you've done psychedelics or not, because I know I know Dara, for example, who you might know. Yeah, Dara Stewart. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe that's more centered around people who have done psychedelics mm. and all this kind of stuff and um, the psychedelic brotherhood. But um, is there is there something like that for just blokes? Just watch this space, <laughs> blokes. Yeah, because that's what <laughs> yeah, I want to do, yeah, and, that's, no, and, that's, that's, yeah. and that's honestly why I wanted to get why I wanted to contact you, and loads mm, of people have been mm. telling me to contact you because I wanted to just have like just. Yep. So you just go in, sit down and share. And then maybe, you know, it's every third month or something you go and do what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's like the same group that go and do. I just yeah. think something like that should be, because it's a cool thing. Yeah, it is. Like, it's so beautiful. That, like, it's funny, a, a couple of people over the last couple of weeks have, like people that I would never have, uh, friends of mine maybe that I would never have, they would never have taken much interest in like this stuff. Mm. And it was like, oh, you know, uh, if there's any of those kind of men's circle things, I'd be, you know, it's going to be interested in the, mm-hmm. in, yeah. the in going and maybe doing a bit. It sounds kind of cool. And so it's great to see people mm-hmm. now like, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, myself and uh, Hugh, who's actually you know, an ex-client of mine, an ex-PT client of mine. Right. And a friend now and mm-hmm. someone who, he's studying psychotherapy. He's an entrepreneur, spent a lot of time doing, mm-hmm. like, Businessy shit, you know, like he's very accomplished in the business world, but mm. he's over the last couple of years gone through his own stuff and he's studied as a psychotherapist now. He's nearly finished. And, um, great, great asset. He's getting into that. He really wants to do some good, you know what I mean? And um, we're going to start putting on either mm. a monthly or a bi-monthly. I think you and, should. And just like that. Because like, if you don't, I will. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I was just going to rent a little room somewhere yeah, and just totally. go, hey, yeah. come chat. I'm going to make us all a coffee. Absolutely. Like I've made you. I'm going to yeah. make, make everyone a class coffee and go, right, let's just, um, I'm, I'm, I'm Ben. Here's my shit. I love it. Yeah. You know. It's great. Um, Absolutely. That's cool. I'm glad yeah. to hear you're going to be doing um, that. Another thing, you know, um, you know, Mazer, the, the artist Mazer. I've heard the name, but so I don't So he, he and Connor Crichton, who was a mindfulness teacher, 
they run a thing called the Dublin Boys Club, which is they basically just go for a hikes, you know, they go yes, for a walk. Like now, have you been to go? Actually, I've been to pop up, it just hasn't suited mm. yet. So mm. they put them up just like walk and talk, you know, so they just go for a stroll, have a talk. I don't know, mm. what, like, what else they do. I'm sure they, they yeah. but, um, yeah, that's cool. It's cool that these things are popping up. Yeah, you know? I think it should. I yeah, think it should exist. Yeah. And like from my perspective, I think bringing a little bit of ceremony into it is nice. So mm-hmm. you know, just well, this was a part I was trying to figure out because yeah. it kind of needs some structure. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, what would you do? Like, would yeah. you? Because you don't. You you kind of want to keep it accessible, so you don't want to go. You know, straight away be like, okay, and um, delight in me, honor delight <laughs> yeah, yeah. in you, and you know, <laughs> and then have people well, going. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, all that stuff is just about creating a, mm. um, a container. A container, yeah. And creating a space where it's like, okay, we've crossed the threshold here. Mm. Um, from here on in, we're in ceremony. So this is like, without sounding too woo-woo, this mm-hmm. is a sacred space. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And this is like a confidential space. Exactly. And this is a place where whatever happens here stays here. It, it will put everyone at ease having that, yeah, you know. Yeah, which and would like, be nice. Ceremony is deeply ingrained in us. Like yeah, ritual sure. and ceremony is something that like everybody responds to. Mm. So even if you with like your ceremony or your ritual, mm. it like it doesn't have to be anything too crazy. Do you know what no. I mean? It can be just a simple sit in silence for thirty seconds. Yeah. And then maybe recite a poem or a passage or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um just to open the space. Yeah. Um, and have a couple of rules and yeah. you know tell the people what the rules are yeah. welcome everyone yeah. kind of go. this is a confidential space yeah. nothing you leaves know, here whoever has the talking stick is talking yeah. everybody else shuts the fuck <clears> up <throat> um, and you know whatever other mm. things and then you close the ceremony at the end Same you just time. shut it down like we're back in the real world now yeah. you know and it's just a nice it's a nice way to start and finish yeah um, but I want to bring in some movement into it as well. So I think get people moving a little bit, you know, just playing interactive games. I think some pummeling them. would be good. Yeah, like pummeling this wrestling. What I said to, this yeah. what I said to Dara. I think pummeling's a great way to do yeah, it. Because yeah. it's just like a, you're, you're, hit, you're contacting, but you're not. Yeah. Well, you're kind of competing, but you don't have to. You can actually yeah, just do yeah, it like yeah. swimming, you know, yeah. and just digging for the hooks. I do that a lot, actually, just fishing yeah, for the hooks. Great. Yeah, pummeling's So great. just like, yeah, fish, fish, fish. And, and you're just getting that chest on chest contact, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that's that would be a nice. Yeah. Um, you're not gonna double leg them or anything, but having <laughs> having the pummeling. You always get that one guy. Yeah, one guy just putting someone through the wall. Nah, but yeah. the pummeling, I think, would be good. And that was the first thing I thought of when I was speaking to Dara. Actually, pummeling is a wrestling drill, by the way. Pummeling is a wrestling well, all your, drill. Where all your listeners know that are they savvy? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> pummeling is. Uh, yeah, then you have to explain underhooks. It's just a wrestling drill. It's, yeah, you're yeah. trying to bear hook someone, he's yeah, trying to bear yeah, hook you, and it's like a fight to get both arms underneath <laughs> them, underneath their arms. Basically. I like things like, um, like movement, like what would you call yeah. them? Like physical puzzles, like where okay. people get to bring each other through movement patterns. Because it's very non Like the Edo Portal kind of stuff when you're... Yeah, like, like, yeah. Edo hand would, on the head it, and move them around Yeah, kind of that vibe. type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it gets mm. people interacting. Yeah. Um, and it gets them, like, moving together and, and yeah. you can switch them around, like, super quick. And there's no competitive mm. thing to it. Because a lot, of, like, well, not a lot, but some people are, like, so adverse to... Some people are mad into competition mm-hmm. and they go over the top and then mm-hmm. other people are, like, it's intimidating oh, yeah, to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like... Yeah, the competition thing, you have to you have to police that mm. very well or things can go fucking yeah. Lord of the Flies very quick. <laughs> but if you have yeah, But that's there. your job as like a facilitator or what or yeah. to if you're run like that's yeah. 
to control the space and control the energy yeah. you know and that's like well if you need a contact facilitator I'm ready I'm here I'm, <laughs> contact I'm, I'm here for you I'm shooting ju- I'm double just, across yeah the I just feel like you're if you don't if you go hard <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but um, yeah so that that's the 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 main stuff and like yeah that like pushing towards those overnights now is is the next step you know just figuring out the logistics of that stuff just, um, just book it and do it yeah, yeah, well said. You know, you yeah. have like yeah, Brian. I know, I know, uh, yeah, I know yeah. you know Brian Malone. Did, you know, <coughs> of like, course, so, yeah, he yeah. was just like, "Oh, I just booked a house down yeah. the country and I uh, had a retreat." Yeah, like no butter straight away. Like what about? I love that dude. Oh, yeah, I was in school great. with Brian oh, yeah, and his yeah. sister. Well, he was a year or two below me, but mm. not, his sister Hazel, I know very well. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah but Brian's a boy. I actually reconnected with Brian. At, like, I hardly even remember. He must have looked mm. so different in school. Like, um, mm. But yeah, reconnecting with him over the last couple of years, he's such a boss man, like yeah. the dude. Yeah, you know, I used yeah. to, I used to know his cousin. Um, he used to break up all the fights. Remember him? <laughs> leave, leave him alone. No, <laughs> terrible joke. Don't oh, leave him alone. Oh my god, I'm glad he didn't say yeah. <laughs> I know him. I know him. Yeah. Leave, yeah, leave, him alone. leave him alone. That's, that's a good one. So bad, it's good. Yeah, that's one of them. No, so, he's a good dude, and he's into the handstands as well. And nice. Isn't he? Yeah, he's two years. Brian, yeah, yeah, Brian's oh, a boss of a handstander. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's a really good handstander. Yeah. Yes, I wouldn't be able to tell this. He's a great yoga you know? teacher. Like, a, oh, he's brilliant. His classes, so I love yeah, his classes. I love his vibe, you, just, you just get into this weird flow again. We're talking about flow, but you just <laughs> he has this great playlist and he has this great um, just kind of aura about yeah. him. And you just get in. It's like rhythmic or something. I can't even explain. It has it. a good flow to it. Like flow, it, great yeah, flow. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's he has it thought out. The music's all correct. Yeah. He's adjusting the music on the fly to be watching. I have his playlist. <laughs> I, I have yeah, it yeah. saved on my thing. He's, he's feeling the energy in the room. You know what I mean? He's adjusting mm. the playlist as it, as it goes, which I yeah. appreciate. Yeah. Um, and he does a great class. I don't know if it's still on Monday mornings over in the space, space between. between. Yeah, I think it's hot yoga yeah. and then mm. cold cold shower yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did it cool. once with him. Yeah, because um, I'm not a member there. I'm not a member anywhere anymore. Right, so, that's where we met, wasn't it? Over in the uh, for the Carl Jung between. lecture, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to another one of them recently, actually. Yeah, I couldn't make the last one. The Tuesday nights is a bollocks for me. It's the only night I can't really. Yeah. So it was it was decent. It was a um, dream interpretation. Oh, nice! It was interesting. I missed the second one now, which yeah. is the one I wanted to go to. But which was the first one was shadow. Shadow, yeah, yeah, yeah just that was cool. shadow work, and then yeah. so I can't remember what second one was. I was away, um, and I got to the third one, which was a dream interpretation. I'm talking yeah. about doing more though. Cool. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I'd be interested in. I love the young and stuff. It's yeah, fascinating. I was actually sitting in a cafe yesterday. And I saw a, a thing on the wall for Young's lectures, mm. and I forgot to get them. The contact off. I know where oh, it is though. It's, it's that the it's that center, cap- the CG Young Center. Yeah, there's like a center and all yeah. for it. Yeah, I I'm, I want to get yeah. deeper into it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's just great. Yeah, there's yeah. a whole study court. They have that. Those CG Young, uh, Carl Young centers are all over the world. Are they? Yeah. And they have like a syllabus, you know, so you can. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah it's, just, you, it's a four year study or something. Yeah. It, oh really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, look I think they have it. different courses. Like, but oh, I didn't um, know that. We'll yeah, into they have like proper proper education. Like it's cool. Yeah. Class. Yeah, a few things I'm gonna. I was I was in that Dublin Buddhist Center. There. It's around mm. the corner from the other day. I was talking to them about it as well. I'm gonna do there. They've got like a five week meditation course. Yeah. Um, I think me and Janet are gonna do it actually. Cool. Um, on the next cycle. But um, I was thinking between the two kind of, um, like between like Jungian kind of psychology mm. and then the kind of um almost like Buddhist. Yeah. Kind of, it's, it'd be a great little. Yeah. Actually, you know, I'm duo. interesting you say that because mm. the when I first saw this thing, it was like a picture of Carl Jung and a picture of the Buddha. Oh, mad. Right? Yeah. And it's called Integral Theory. Have you ever heard of it? 
No. So this is something I'm only exploring it myself at the moment, but Mm. it seems to be a overall philosophical um, school that incorporates and like has each element of, of all of these different philosophies in it. And like, you know, it, the idea is that every philosophy has something good in it in a certain situation. Yeah. Um, Same with religion, probably, you know. Yeah, like, well, philosophy, religion, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's, where do we draw the line? But, um, so. yeah. So Integral Theory, I've been I've been doing a 15 parts course, I'm only on like part four at the moment, mm. but uh, it's very interesting. Like, it goes into straight into like the quadrants of of personality and mm. the inner world the outer world and it's uh yeah something to look into it's right. interesting yeah i looked so, it up. that's cool. hopefully it's not a cult now i send you to a cult <laughs> integral theory you're fucking see you in two months and you're wearing a red headband yeah <laughs> <laughs> man you changed my life yeah nah, but, uh, it seems interesting like i think ultimately where the world is going like with all of these different polarizations think ultimately we're going to get to a place where things like that integral view of things is like that doesn't mean like christians are wrong or muslims mm-hmm. are right or whatever you're like left wing or right wing or whatever mm-hmm. it's like get to a point where we can have higher consciousness and be like mm-hmm. all of these things are part of part life of thing. you yeah. know and like by understanding them all we understand life and we understand each other better mm-hmm. maybe Maybe. I don't know. Does that sound lofty? No. <laughs> that is the goal. But yeah, I feel like mm. that's the... Tra- we're either headed on that trajectory or we're fucked. Or the complete opposite yeah. way. But I have faith. I'm an optimist mm. when it comes to the human race. I mm. think we're going to figure it out. I think so. Yeah. I think we have to. And if we don't... Um, we'll probably, start again we'll probably be dead anyway so <laughs> yeah we'll be dead but, uh, look I, I, I do have faith man I think there's enough people out there I think the bubbles of consciousness are growing like people mm. are really as you say I think so waking, waking up. up like yeah but yeah. Uh, like I, you know woke is a bad word now by the way yeah I know I know like if you're what yeah yes, that's I, only I happened over the last still, like, year or two I don't understand it properly but well it's like if you're if you're woke you're like a fucking virtue signaler now yeah, do you know what I mean so what like, like the, the taught, terms yeah. get like mutated you know what I mean yeah. it's like the way uh, like even like left wing and right wing and all the, all those things like mean like different things now it's mad mm. you know but uh, yeah I think there is a process of like waking up or whatever you want to call it going on like pe- people are becoming more independent mm. and more individualized like in terms of yeah. I can live my life the way I want to live yeah. it actually yeah. I don't have to you know, live the way because when people came out of school years ago, it was like, oh, you get a job in a factory, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, you work there until you're fifty five, and then you get yeah. a pension, and then you go fishing, and you fucking die, like, you know. And people are understanding now that oh, you know what? Actually, like, there's other ways to do things. Yeah, and it's the kind of freedom of access of information yeah. and stuff. It's although that you can construe the internet as like a <clears throat> as a bad thing because of it, because of all yeah. the information we have access to. We can kind of go, hold on, this fella's living like what? Yeah, exactly. Can I, can I do? I can yeah. do that too. I Maybe that's that. a positive side of comparison, you know, mm. in that like mm. we get to see uh, the possibilities out there. Look, if if I if yeah. I never heard Aubrey Marcus speaking about ayahuasca and stuff, I wouldn't True. be Same here, in, in a way like the two yeah. of us. Yeah, we wouldn't be yeah. doing the stuff, the positive stuff that we're doing now. It's true. So we'd probably be working in an office, or you'd be still in the army, or yeah, hating life. You know, like because those people I remember in the army, those people in there that were just like hated the job so much mm. but wouldn't leave because it was a steady job 
they had some status with their friends and family yeah. and yeah. that was pretty much it. Yeah. And they fucking hated every minute of it and they were like all, like people in those jobs, all they do was fucking bitch about the job. You go in, or you stopped going into the, into the canteens or into, like just stop associating with people yeah. in there because the negativity of the place is just like yeah, it's toxic yeah it's you have to all just like fuck this place yeah. fuck him he's this he's that yeah. it's all here, just blah, blah, blah. talking about people like, and talking oh about God. the government that did this yeah, and exactly, they did that yeah. and yeah. we call have having it's no like taxi chance. driver talk you know what yeah, I mean it's it like is, yeah. oh yeah yeah and that, that used to hit me hard like like towards the end I was like I can't handle this shit like, no. you know but uh, what did I start talking about that Start dogging the army, just randomly just, just slip <laughs> into it. Oh, fuck the army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring everything back to that. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, I think people are waking up now, you know, mm. and they are understanding that. Yeah. You don't have to follow anyone else's room. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a great, like, ultimately, that's a good, can only be a good thing. <clears throat> it's unreal. It's like the yeah. democratization of consciousness as well, because before it was like, oh, I look at the news and, you know, all that stuff shapes how you think. Yeah. Your demand is telling you what's going on. Mm-hmm. And people were far more trusting of authority, I think. And we understand now how fucked up and we're like, Hold the on. systems that we live like in. Even are. all those Netflix documentaries and all that show you how the media works yeah, and all the yeah. one about the uh, Trump administration. All that kind of mm. was, what was that called again? Uh, that was a great documentary. Great. And then on. you're going, what? Yeah. And then yeah. people are starting to go, um, hold on, I need to check another source now or I need to, yeah. maybe maybe they're not, maybe they're lying. Totally. And then they're, you're realising that media is a business. Yes. And you need to make money. Yeah. And know? people like fully understand now, like this is mm. a new thing that, mm. like you go to one news station yeah, one story, and you'll get like one, the polar opposite of mm-hmm. what you get if you go to a different like news States station. Like people, that's common knowledge now, which it wasn't before. People no. used to trust the news. You know yeah, I mean? Ooh, it's on the news. It must be yeah, true. Yeah, it must be true. That's why it is. Yeah. Um, like I think once, <laughs> not to be an asshole, but once mm. uh, that generation kind of dies out, mm-hmm. it's going to be very different. Very. You know I mean? um, but then you look at, I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard. Like you look at like kids coming up now and how they don't get any time outdoors. Mm. Um, That's where it gets the, like the future the stress, is stress, the pressure, yeah. like the suicide rates and kids. Like yeah. that all is fucked. Like that yeah. all has to be looked at, you know. And it's all part of this. Like you're born into this system, and like we think we live in this free world, right? But if if you if you fuck up yeah. and you get fined, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you just got a fine. But if you don't pay that fine, mm. they send the fucking heavies out to your house mm-hmm. and they drag you down and put you in a box. Mm. You know, they put you in a fucking cage. That's the mm. ultimate reality of the world, the systems that we live in. Mm-hmm. Like as long as you're playing ball, it's okay. But try mm. not paying your taxes for a couple of yeah, years. Exactly. You know what I mean? Good luck. Try whatever. Like there's certain things mm. you cannot do, or you'll be mm-hmm. literally if you don't do what they say you'll yeah. be dragged in and locked up in a box mm. you can get locked up for not having a TV license yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, exactly like it's yeah. mental yeah 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 mm. like I've had situations run the business where they send the sh- like you know if they send maybe like uh, a revenue letter to the wrong address or something you don't get it mm. and then like the sheriff turns up at your door like there is a sheriff you know that so, yeah, yeah there, like yeah. and he's a bogey and wow. he has henchmen and they turn it's literally like Robin Hood they turn mm. up at your house and they're like we're taking all your shit. Wow. Now. Like, mm. not, not, we're going through a process of... And that'd be some shock. Yes. Yeah, yeah. when you get a letter, it's very impersonal. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. whatever. It won't be that bad. Yeah. 
big time. And yeah. you're like, oh, there's a process going on. Mm. When the heavies turn up at your door, like I've personally didn't turn up at my door as mm. my business partner so yeah, <laughs> at right. the time. Mm. So he rang me panicking. He's like, the sheriff is here. That is crazy. Trying to take my car and my shit out of my house. Like, and anyway, it got sorted in the end. But that's the reality of the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Is that like behind it all, there's heavies there waiting to come and lock you up or take your shit, you know, if you don't play ball. Mm. Um, and the structures have to change, I feel. Like it's so, these things take so long to change. Um, and people are like actually beating their heads against the wall trying to get change. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you see the, the social movements going on now. And people are just like eager for change. They want things to change. Like yeah. they want, and they've been screaming about it. Like we've all been screaming. Look at climate change, mm-hmm. uh, social justice movements. Mm. And the longer they're staved off, the longer they're ignored, the worse they become. And the more kind of twisted they become as well. Because, you know, there's a like bandwagon effect of mm. um, like climate change now is considered a left wing thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so if you're if you're right wing, you're anti climate change. You don't believe in it. This is the new thing. Right. But if you're left wing, like you have to kind of by default be that is mental. A pro climate change person. Yeah. Yes. And but they're they're all coming together. Like so, there's this like left movement where you're pro abortion, you are pro climate change, you are. Uh, whatever other social things mm. you want to put in there mm. and then if you're right wing you're racist you're uh, conservative you mm. know you're against uh, social things like the dole and free free mm. healthcare but they, look people don't think that you can hold but like you can be pro-abortion yeah but then be and also be like yeah, yeah. some other view from the other side of the of the mm. coin you know in that those so polarized, polarized... Yeah, uh, trying to go, you're this. Putting everyone in a box. Yeah, like, you're that, so you must also believe all yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of that going on. And that's on. the danger of, like, it's because these things are being ignored. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. being, like, pushed away. And then it builds up, like, tension builds up. And there's tipping points, you know, as mm. well, like, where if you... if you Like, you look, this stuff is going on all over Europe. Mm. Like, it's not just Ireland or America or wherever. These... Uh, movements are, are happening everywhere you know mm. and but governments don't want to change mm. they have their structures in place so what would they change anything yeah mm. but you know I think like over the next 10 years there's going to be some major major change revolution like mm. yeah well hopefully not like because revolution is messy yeah. and what happens with, like anytime we see revolu- like real like armed mm. revolution or, or proper like uprisings mm it always gets skewed by some wanker who slips in under the guise of being a good guy and ends up being a tyrant. That's what mm. happens. Like, look at revolutions all over the world. It never ends well, like, mm. do you know what I mean? So, hopefully a bloodless coup. <laughs> if we can just, <laughs> if we can just, um, I think people are doing the right things, you know? Keep pushing the shit that we care about. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing, like, like I'm not I don't know where I stand on a lot of issues you know what I mean I don't have like a super <clears throat> hard stance I don't claim to be yeah. like I'm not educated enough to Same. to say yay or nay about like cli- obviously I think climate change is a real thing like I look at the plastic in the oceans I look at like I see it myself when I'm fucking swimming it's like holy shit the amount of plastic here like, mm. the, like there's no doubt issues where are fucking polluting and wrecking the place and using resources like yeah. without giving a shit about the future yeah. so that's a real issue like well, I'm not educated mm. enough to to 
have a super hard line stance on it, you know. Um, I think a lot of people are probably like that. Because you can confirm or deny anything you want. But where we can make a change Mm. is our dollars, like so, our euros. Mm. If whatever you fucking spend your money on, like we look at this Nero coffee cup that you should be ashamed to have on your table. I can't believe I left that on the table. Oh no. I I just realised that we left that on the table. Brilliant. Oh no. Shame. 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 Jack Jack left a Nero coffee cup on the table for a joke and I never moved it. Smart move, Jack. Good man. I hope you got paid for that. I hope you got paid for that. So yeah, <laughs> how do we how do we uh, how do we make change? Like, and the real thing is, all of these scumbags, governments, uh, corporations, the only thing they fucking care about is profit. Mm-hmm. So that's how we affect change is mm-hmm. by thinking about every euro that you spend as a vote for something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you spend your money on Nero coffee, shame on you, Jack, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you are contributing to whatever it is that they're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? So, the same how do they like produce? Like, like you know better than me. Like, yeah, well. fast fashion, yeah. fast food, fast yeah. coffee. Yeah. It's all bullshit, you yeah. know? Um, it's fast for a reason. <laughs> so, thinking about things like that has changed my way of being, like, mm-hmm. a good bit in that. Like, I try not to buy, like, shit fast fashion clothes. I try mm. to buy from companies that I know are, mm. you know, doing good, doing, making sustainable stuff, yeah. reinvesting in whatever yeah, good yeah. causes, you know? Yeah, socioeconomic stuff. Yeah, and that's how that's how the world will change. Mm-hmm. If we change the flow of green, because yeah. when you think about green, green energy, money, mm-hmm. like, who controls it? Mm. Like, we're the ones, the consumers, I hate that fucking word, consumers, mm. we're citizens. We we are the ones that are putting the money in hands, you know, mm-hmm. um, on the ground. So we do have the ability mm. to, never mind voting in the polling boot, mm. like think about every euro you spend as a vote for something, you know. Mm. And you see that, like people are going towards, they're going towards cottage industries now. People don't want a, a mass-produced, no piece of shit anymore they want something that's handmade and has someone's name on it Mm. you know and like something preferably you can still see the carving marks in it like the more personalized the better now yeah and that's great i love that it's like you're seeing all these cottage industries popping up again basket weaving and Mm. wood carving and people doing you know spoon carving and yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, i've seen that so that look i think that's where we're pushing in the right direction with this stuff you know um, yeah. and that's ultimately how the change will come if it does come is, is through that unless they try and shut us down mm. <laughs> let them try yeah well they, 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 they'll they go but this is another problem like so we're gonna see big grain now you know so we have big oil mm. we have big agri we have big food mm. we have the alcohol industry and now we're gonna start seeing the big grain movement you know and that once they realize there's profit in it mm-hmm. everything all of a sudden will become eco-friendly you know like you see that stuff all no, it's already yeah, starting yeah yeah but everything will become it'd be like the organic movement then where yeah. will there be people selling you know sustainable eco-friendly mm. licenses and yeah and all of that kind of background uh subterfuge that goes on you know that mm. that like you think you're doing the best you think you're doing yeah, it, but, but you we figure it out you. man we figure yeah. it out like yeah, you know eventually. like mm-hmm. you can't underestimate the flow of information now mm-hmm. uh, that's getting more powerful every day they can't hide i yeah. think i honestly think that 
big corporations, um, like old school institutions yeah. and governments are fucking panicking yeah. because they cannot control the flow of information anymore. Mm. They can't control people no, anymore. Good luck. Try hiding mm. something now. It's impossible. Yeah. You know, like some mad fucker somewhere will make a video about it, you yeah. know. And hacking accounts and, yeah. and going, here, there's the truth. Yeah. And, yeah. So I, I, I think it's amazing, you know. And mm. like we can talk about the internet as a good or bad thing, but mm. I mean, ultimately it has to be an overall good thing. I think so. I think know, ultimately it probably does do more good than yeah. bad. Yeah. I will, I think so. Yeah. I've had to guess. It's like the invention of the printing press. If you think mm. about it, mm. like the flow of information, like is just game changer. Yeah. There's like too much. Actually, what we need now is ways to yeah. filter down information. Yeah. Like we yeah, need we, a default we, mode. We, now. we only get like an hour a day or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or just, yeah, like ways of fil- like you go on Netflix now, like, and it's fucking, how hard is it to find stuff on Netflix? And you go on and tell you that has five channels and you find something yeah, pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, yeah, choices yeah. like, yeah. but yeah, you go on Netflix and it's like the inter. there's a problem with the interface. It's like we have this meat bag, you know, and we're trying to interface with the machine, yeah. and that's where the limitation is. Um, That'll be in your eyes soon. I'm anyway. not into that though. I'm, not into, <laughs> I'm, I'm never. I'm gonna stay analog. I think I'm never going digital. Get shipped like, or anything? No, no. Look, I heard Elon Musk talking about uh, Neuralink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which I think is a wearable. Is it something like that? Yeah. yeah. If it's a wearable, I probably use it, but. If it's in you. If it's it involves yeah. getting implanted or anything, mm. forget about it. Like they're tapping your phone, they're following you. Like mm. you think they won't be trying to read your thoughts or, or influence your thoughts mm. in some way if they put something in your head, you know? We kind of already are, true. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm. Like indirectly, yeah, true. Mm. Like you think about the information Google has now with your like your emails. Even the way the ads and all come up on your yeah, thing. You it's know? fucking insane. You know, I'll be, yeah. we'll be getting Nero ads on our phone now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me recently, like where I was just talking to someone, yeah. And we were talking about red breast whiskey. Happens. And I picked up my phone mm. and I opened Instagram, and a, a fucking ad yeah. for red breast came up. And yeah. I've never seen a re- an ad for red breast whiskey no. like on Instagram. It does I'm happen. Sure of it. it does happen. I'm hearing more and more. At the start, I was a little bit skeptical, and then I hear more and more stories yeah. about that. There's, yeah, active listening, like for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. Did you hear that Siri? <laughs> I'm waiting for the go. Okay, no, Google. I was not listening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. We do have faith, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can only have hope, can't we? There's no, there's no point in being a pessimist. Yeah. Some people say hope is for the hopeless. You got to affect change. You got to do it. You have to do something. Oh yeah, but you know it starts I mean? with hope. Like no. Yeah. But what's the opposite of hope? Like nihilism, maybe, or yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Like I think hope, is, hope is shit. good, but it's but it's if you're just sitting around going, "Jesus, hope, hope my life gets better." Yeah, <laughs> you know, you need to go and do something. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to have action. That's the thing. As well. We can all action. hope for a better world, yeah, yeah. but we have to do those small changes you're talking about. That's very true. You know, and but then like people, okay, so you have people out there like screaming and shouting about social change, um, and I think like we can all do within our own bubble, like. Like I said, like just look where you're spending your money, or yeah, you know, like look inside your own circle, inside your own bubble. What can you change there? Um, yeah, because like as within, so without, and yeah. all that stuff. Like in that, if we're embodying the process of and actually actioning mm-hmm. it, you know, which is what embodiment is, yeah. is like doing it, making it a part of yourself. Then um, 
yeah, naturally flows outwards into the people around yeah. us and the bubbles grow. I think be you the know? change you wish to yeah. see in the be world. Be the change, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it's all cliche stuff, but it's fucking but true. That's you know? why yeah, it, that's yeah. why it hangs around because yeah. you're going, Yeah, that is what it is. And yeah. you forget about it and you you know. Yeah, be the change, like it is true. Mm-hmm. Um and just yeah, do the best that you can for yourself and mm-hmm. and others. What else can you do? That's it. Yeah. It's not easy though. No. It's not <laughs> easy at all. Man, is there anything else you want to talk about before we um? I don't know. I feel like there's anything else going there on for ages. That was great. That's what we want. That's what a podcast should be. Anything else you want to you want to mention to people before? Um, not have we anything coming up now? That that overnight retreat that's going to be like quick and heavy. So I'll, I'll run a, on a short timeline yeah. with that. Probably a short lead time. Mm. So um, I'm actually as in we're doing this next week. Uh, not next week. But like <laughs> yeah. As in six weeks or eight yeah, weeks or yeah, something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, I'm just finalising the details on that. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, keep an eye on my website if you're interested in the the Rewild the Man stuff. Um, and the podcast you... Yeah, podcast Resonant mm. Dialogue. Resonant Dialogue. Find hard to say. <laughs> resonant. Resident. Resonant. Yeah, resonant. So, resonant yeah. Dialogue, yeah. Uh, that's on Spotify and all those things. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing that for now? So. Um, how long? I've only five episodes up, so... Yeah. I've been, doing it maybe a year if even that yeah yeah taking your time take me yeah take like chill. Chill. i don't want any more pressure in my fucking life you're right do you know what i mean and like right. mm. initially i was like right i'm gonna do one a week that's what happens and then i did one mm. and we like i did one with mark logan and then <clears throat> i had another one planned and it fell through and i was like do you know what like stop i was putting all this fucking pressure on myself like why yeah. am i doing this i'm not actually yeah. doing it for necessarily like to to put out content or mm. to get rich from doing a podcast yeah, like no, no. i'm just doing it because it's a way to connect with people mm-hmm. that's you know what it. i mean like yeah. it's a cool way to sit down and have a conversation i love with creating i have the space yeah. you create that's what i'm ta- this is why i love it so much yeah it's, exactly. just, a deadly, it's just a cool yeah, thing to do yeah, it's great and like mm-hmm. when, when else you get to sit down and have a conversation and just yeah. like it's so rare now yeah. um and then if like if you contact someone who'll say you know you might have no reason to talk to and just be like you're a cool person, want to have a conversation? Mm-hmm. And they're like, eh, who the fuck are you? Mm. But if you say the yeah, exact join. same thing, you say, do you want to have a conversation on my podcast? Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, cool. People love it. And but it's pe- just... And people that you go, oh, I do a podcast and they go, oh really? Um, would you ever think about getting this person? Like, mm. And they and they come, they, they give you all these ideas and yeah, they yeah. immediately want it. Like, it's cool. Yeah, no, it it's is cool. cool. Thing. And that's like, it's beautiful, the democratization of information. Like this again, it's want. like, yeah. instead of going to... CNN or going to RTE mm. or going to these fucking big yeah. like oh I get my news from big news it's yeah. like no people want to get their information from yeah. Ben or from Jody or from yeah. Rogan or whoever it is like yeah. do you know what I mean it's like the way I just put us in the same I was I wasn't going to mention that right. but I, I <laughs> no but you know what I mean but it's I like, like it, yeah. oh yeah like I love that stuff so I go to him for that and then yeah. I have other places that I go for all just the great, stuff yeah, and you can kind of piece it together yeah. from different, uh, different ones you know because yeah. some people will be like me, we will, won't won't know fully what they're talking. I don't know. You know, you might have to piece together bits and like uh, it's one of my favorite things to do is just listen to like a conversation. It doesn't yeah, even have no. to have a topic. No. Do you know what I mean? No, because it's, um, yeah. it's 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 and it's opening a conversation. It's opening other conversations and it's going. Yeah, he said this thing kind of, and I'm not really sure about it, but it made me think about. You know, how do I feel about that thing? Yeah. You know, and then yeah, it could totally. be something as simple as that. Mm. That's why it's great podcast. I just think they're cool. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm paying, I'm paying to do this podcast, but yeah. it's worth it for me because it's just what it is. And I, I never actually wanted to do it for a way to, I'm going to do that and get 
because a lot of people start a podcast because they're intending it to be a business and they yeah, make money. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't even, never even thought about it like no, that. Neither, I like to have loads of people listen to it. Yeah, for course, sure. If I'm course, honest, yeah. I love to have loads of people going, yeah, yeah. but even, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, it doesn't, yeah, whatever. It's just fun. Yeah, like, and if you're having <laughs> good too. conversations, like, all that will come and all that will happen. Yeah, and, and if I can convince those people that I want to chat to, yeah, to come in just because yeah. <laughs> just because I'm recording, it's yeah. cool. But here, you, you think know? it is even in, like, 50 years' time when you're, you know, 80 or something. Yeah. And you, you'll always have conversations recorded from when you were, like, it doesn't mm. seem like much now. Yeah. But when you're fucking 80 years old and you're going back and, like, whoa, that was, like, that's a time in your life that's been, like, documented yeah. yeah it's pretty cool yeah. yeah it's and like who knows what yeah it's just cool man it's cool that it's, it's so approachable like that anybody can whip out their smartphone and just do it record yeah. something or you know buy a couple of cheap mics or rent a bit of space like it's yeah. so cool that you can like get access to, to yeah. studio space and, and mm. do this you know what i mean it's like those things are great about the world now it's like unreal the accessibility of things yeah. um and of and, course there's issues but you know, everything's never going to be perfect. No. Like, you know, we're never going to be living in a utopia. <sighs> <laughs> oh, if I ran it, yeah. if I was in charge, <laughs> I could do yeah. it. But no, yeah. no, I'm for just, for That's just, always what the psycho says, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, I can, I'm the yeah. one that can do it. Yeah. 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 We'll just have to kill everyone that doesn't agree. Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. Especially if they're brilliant. Small price to pay. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's always going to be struggle and there's always going to be like disagreements, mm. you know, we're never going to, but I think we're going somewhere. If we get, if we sort all the, mm. the messy shit, like there's a couple of big things, like obviously the climate stuff is big at the moment. The so I think like the social stuff, the, the, the nature of society is changing mm. and the structures in place don't aren't doing the fucking job anymore. <clears throat> I basically, think so. I think so. And that has to change, like, in some way. And once that changes, I think things will get a lot better. Yeah, because you know? there's a frustration there for sure. People yeah. are going, we like, we actually want change. I don't yeah. think you're listening to yeah. us. You know, it's like, oh, we can go vote for like whoever you tell us to vote for, or the the, yeah. the like the minuscule choice that you yeah. give us. Oh, free choice. Like yeah. you know, I think people are seeing through all that shit mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. We need like Elon Musk or something to you know, put together a new structure for government or some shit. Yeah, someone like, like that, you know? <clears throat> you know? This is how we're going to do it now. Or based on, like, cryptocurrency or something, you know? Mm. Like, some non-centralised, uh, yeah. like, decentralised government strategy or something like that. Or like, yeah. your, or like Rogan talks about where you have to have done some psychedelics <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to get into government, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, Gabba yeah. Mate, if you, yeah. if you look at yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, his thing, he's taking, like, influential pieces, new projects, yeah. taking influential people over to... Peru like to do mm -hmm. ayahuasca and to do plant medicines and like hoping in the hope that they'll go back and, and go, influence hey, their circles news, people yeah. who have a lot of reach you know and that they'll influence their circles mm. and in turn will influence their own different circles because imagine that world yeah yeah like man. think about all the people that you know and I know all the people I know that are in that world and just the good that they're doing mm. and the good that they're trying to do and imagine that was the people at the top you know yeah yeah it's pretty I, insane I just Take away our money. Take away the politicians' money. Mm, that's another thing. <laughs> Pay yeah. them like a standard uh, industrial wage and we we'll see how many of them hang around. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's all warped. Because you think, like a government, when, when a government gets, when they get into government, that's it. They've done it. Mm -hmm. They've achieved their goal mm -hmm. and they're sorted on a government pension for life mm -hmm. once they become a TD. So, like, 
that kind of makes no sense. Like yeah, the whole yeah. fight is just to get in, and then they're like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck it, kick back I mean, now, yeah. kick the feet up, and just like get through the term of government, and yeah. sorted. you're sorted for life. Yeah, and like it's so warped, you know what I mean? And that mm. there's no checks and measures, or there's no comeback, uh, or there's no like chasing up like policies that like they sit. You said you were going to do this. Say, yeah, did you yeah. not say that you oh, were yeah, going yeah. to forget about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm busy kicking my feet up here, <laughs> yeah. drinking green spot, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's like the big one I say is is government structures. Okay, I think like if that could change, holy shit! Like mm. this, like you think about Ireland, this could be a proper little paradise. Like, do you know what I mean? We can grow all the food we want. <laughs> like, no, like we don't have a lot of problems. Like we don't mm. have no natural disasters. Yeah, right? we don't have natural disasters. We don't mm. get like. Thankfully, terrorist attacks aren't like mm, that happening. Mm-hmm. Like we have plenty of No one really fields. hates us. Yeah, no one really hates us. Yeah, okay. we've done a good job of staying. Like, ah, yeah. we're all right. Ah, we're grand. <laughs> uh, alone. We're not a trap, but yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, I think like with the money that we have in this country, if government institutions and these like old, old bloated fucking. Uh, you know, the HSA, all these type of things weren't just sucking money up for no reason. Mm. That, like, there could be such such a good quality of life here for everybody, mm. you know? Like, we could be along the lines of the Scandinavians or something like that, you know what I mean? Whatever. They've got a sussed. Some of them do. But mm. there's issues there as well, you know what I mean? With, yeah, there's issues there as well. They definitely have... Yeah, it's like it's you not, said, there's yeah, no it's utopia. Not, it's not perfect, no yeah, 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 exactly. But um, I mean, in terms of like looking at homelessness and yeah, that kind uh, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, looking at like direct provision and things like that. Mm. Like, there's no fucking reason in the world for any of that shit to be happening here. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't make sense. Like, uh, yeah, it's just madness. Mm. But um, yeah, that's, that's another podcast. Rant over. That's another, yeah. <laughs> That'll be part two. Uh, I'm nervous now to listen to myself. Oh really? I felt I went on a bit of a rant there. I love about, it for about forty minutes. That's what we want. <laughs> That's what we want. I love it. That I'm just sad about the Nero cup. <laughs> like right in front of your lovely Caro coffee roasters from Sligo. Yeah, that was good. Strategically coffee. That, placed. That was good coffee. I hope I can crop in and uh, block them out in oh, the no, in the video. Leave, you have to leave that. Oh, just blur it out. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> and get like crop. Yeah, yeah. yeah like mad dodgy Photoshop, Photoshop another bag in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, nice man. I think we'll wrap it up. Yeah, happy days, brother. Anything else now? I think that's a lot, yeah. That's What's, what are you on Instagram? What's your name on Instagram? Uh, at jodykennedy.ie. Nice and simple. And that's your website as well? That's my website as well, jodykennedy.ie, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I have a little newsletter. I haven't been doing the newsletter too much because I've been mm. doing other stuff. But uh, thought about doing that as well. Yeah, I'm going to get back. It's, uh, I like writing, you know? Yeah. I like, I like it as a form of expression. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm mediocre at it. <laughs> but I do I enjoy it like I enjoy the process of, yeah. of writing things it's nice because sometimes I have thoughts in my head and I haven't fully like hashed through them and actually just by yeah, writing, start down, writing stuff down yeah, yeah, yeah and I'm like oh someone else might want to read yeah. that you know so yeah, I've gotten decent feedback from people on those things so I want to get back into that it's a good process to do mm. you know what I mean um, the different mediums like video is great audio yeah. is great yeah. as well but it's different you know mm. it's a different process doing audio it's it's much more interactive mm-hmm. but um yeah writing is different because you're yeah. thinking you're thinking much more mm. you know yeah, you're not exactly. on the fly you're, you're really questioning your words mm. and stuff like that cool <laughs> cool man thanks yes. for coming on late notice pleasure. one day's notice pleasure it's great yeah. great yeah. to have you yeah it's great to be here it was an honor wow 
No, no, the privilege. No, no, the privilege. Thanks very much, man. All right, Cheers. Bro. Legend. Cool. Fair play. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. That's it for me. That's it from the Flow State podcast. Um, hope you all really enjoyed that. I'm still kind of processing that story um, uh, about his grandfather in Peru. Well, really, really, really powerful. Um, yeah, if you did enjoy it, make sure you let me know. Share it in your story. Let me know you're listening to it. Share it with your friends if you want them to hear it too, if you think they should hear it. Um, leave us a review. Leave us a comment. I don't think we've ever got a comment in the in like Apple Podcasts or anything. So uh, go ahead, leave us a review and leave us a comment and uh, let me know what you think. Um, that's it for now. I will talk to you all. Thanks for listening. I don't know if I said that. Uh, but yeah, I'll talk to you all very, very soon. Peace. Peace.